Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On today's show, we have Ryan McNeil. Ryan was a buddy of mine before moving out of the area, and he actually came back to town, and we got to reconnect over a good conversation. We talked about comedy, um, you know, how we met at the gym, and also a little bit of MMA. We hope you enjoy episode three of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. And we're live. We're, we're here. We're Bro, here. So we're, we're doing it. I got, I got to do an intro here. So um, this is the, uh, we're back to episode three. This is the unnamed podcast. I'm Gail and Trombley, your host. And with me, I have an old friend. Um, the iconic. The iconic, <laughs> self-proclaimed iconic, Ryan Andrew McNeil. Jack of all trades. And Andrew is just his middle name, but he's a man of three names. So Ryan Andrew McNeil in the house, um, came all the way up from Texas to join us on the third ever podcast this is our first out of state guest. And um, so, Ryan, how, how are we doing? Introduce yourself to the yeah, folks. Hey, um, just a quick uh, uh, a note um, if you ever fly up for Galen's podcast, um, you're going to fly coach. Um, there's no money uh, or none or per diem none. per se none. for this podcast, but uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, been living down in Texas now since March. Did you get peanuts on the plane though? I did not. All right, see, low not. budget. I'm a I'm a sleeper. But hey, um, primarily speaking, I'm happy to be here because it's been a while since I've been in Plattsburgh, and uh, just happy to be here, man. Happy to see you. Happy to see everybody. Beautiful. You know what's crazy? Beautiful. You know what's crazy? One quick thing. <laughs> one quick. One. Wait, this one is quick. it. Just one quick song. Um. You, you try not to let the, the action of knowing that you're like doing a podcast, like be known because a normal conversation between us wouldn't even be, um, a big deal. But when you know something <laughs> or okay to broadcast, yeah, 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 yeah. no, but you know, when you know, when you know something's going, like you don't think because as soon as you push play, now we're looking at each other like, Oh shit, this podcast is real. Some people can hear us. Yeah. The fans across the world. Anyway, yeah, no, dude, great to be here. Thank you for buying this beer. This from IPA. from the hometown of Ithaca, New York. Yes, great beer. There we go. Very happy. Thank you. There's a hop. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, Ryan, I I met Ryan probably what two three years ago. 2015, I think. 2015. Yep. He was up here working on the wind turbines. We call it working in renewable energy, Galen. Oh, okay, working in renewable <laughs> energy. Um, no fossil fuels, just pure. God given wind. wind. Yeah. And uh he we met at our gym. Um and then I believe up until what, probably about a year ago when did you move to Texas? March. Yeah, so That's it, just, March? Uh, just going on a year now, yeah. Oh, it's okay. wild. Yeah. So you know time time, time flies when you're having a blast. <laughs> time so flies here, um <laughs> <laughs> So Ryan left in March and he went down. Where are you in Texas now? Uh Midland uh, West Texas. Uh big oil Mid- boom out there, West Texas. Midland, isn't that Midland, Odessa. Home of the Permian Panthers, Friday Night Lights. Is it Friday Night Lights? What about yep, the, what about the rookie, baseball? Uh, yeah, uh, no, N- no. Uh, I think that's based in Texas, but that's not. So that's the, not Odessa. The, the biggest like uh, the biggest high like, school football home run they hit there. I guess you could say. 
Excuse me. Um, would be the Permian Panthers Friday Night Lights with Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. Uh, Midland Odessa is a is a oil town. Um, there are two cities back to back in the uh, West Texas. Midland um, being the home of the Midland. I don't know the team there, but Odessa would be the Permian Panthers, which is uh, one of the best 5A football schools um, in West Texas. And 5A is big. 5A is like, actually, you know, I believe, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say it wrong, but they're, maybe they're higher than 5A. They might be a six or seven, eight. I don't know for sure. But what I'm saying is, is that all stemmed from that area, right? So, and every, and if you were to watch that movie and you see it and you see like uh, how much, I mean, the, 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 the movie basically is, surrounds itself by people wanting to get out of the area, right? Because they want to just leave. Um, and that's still kind of the case today um, as far as like the oil boom goes and stuff. That's still, that's still, is that Pickens or what? Uh, T Boone Pickens? Yeah, is it a big know oil if it has tycoon? relatively to do with like that area, but. Oh, okay. It, there's a, there's a, the oil boom out there in West Texas right now is unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's just astronomical the amount of money that's coming out of that area right now but also a setting for no country for old men not familiar but okay there we go oscar <laughs> oscar award-winning film adaptation from the coen brothers it could be i've never seen it i think robert duvall still started in that huh <laughs> am i uh, wrong you know it was uh what what's his name javier or something bartum or sure robert duvall was oh wait film adaptation well, back it up back it up Anyway, regardless, it's Keep a going. very awkward. It's a very um, awkward part of Texas, and I say when I say awkward, I mean like different. Look, Tommy right? Lee Jones. Okay, so I was way off. Josh Brolin. Who'd you say? Robert Duvall. No, no, no. Josh Brolin and Javier Bardem. It, okay, Wait, regardless. Keep going. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's a very awkward part of Texas. It's like driven highly from the oil field, where there's the ups and downs, like the, depending on the market. Right now, we happen to be in a in a spot where it's. Uh, the, we're exporting oil from, and I don't want to turn this into like a, a stock podcast or, or what, what crude oil is going for a barrel, but it's very high right now. We're actually exporting oil and, and which is driving uh, the oil production out there. But um, it's a very unique place to live right now. Near San Antonio? Four hours west of San Antonio. Dude, that's the thing with Texas. So I, got, I got a couple <laughs> cousins and I'm like, yeah. oh, so you're like, Probably yeah. an hour. Like, yeah. no, we're actually six hours. Yeah, so that's um, the... Yeah, no, you're so right. So, basically, um, anywhere west of uh, Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, which you can almost draw a straight line at. Um, anything west of that, they consider West Texas. Um, I'm about halfway between San Antonio and El Paso, small town called Fort Stockton, about 10,000 people. Um, there's a lot of uh, wind energy uh, down there right now. Um more so than up here, a lot. Probably more, yeah, yeah, a lot so. more development. Uh, the, I mean, it's more like just flatlands, right? Well, yeah, yeah, and mesas. So like uh, flatland, then you go up on top of a mesa, and there's you know, four hundred turbines, right? But um, it's big down there right now. It's been big down there since like the late '80s, after the California boom of wind turbines back in the '80s. It kind of migrated towards West Texas um, as it worked itself east. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 been good. It's been a good learning opportunity. Um, it's definitely different for somebody that's from the Northeast, but um, it's had its ups and downs. But it's pretty cool overall, you know. Um, so I mean, compared to that, compared to up here, I mean, do you prefer Texas living? Prefer up here, or is so it more I, just like yeah, better so, job opportunity? So I know what you're saying. Like as far as you know, I think if I was more around the San Antonio, which I've been, we have a lot of regional meetings out in San Antonio. 
San Antonio is awesome. Austin's awesome. Dallas is awesome. That whole area is great. Um, down in the, into the Houston area, the Bay area. It's great. West Texas is just kind of like that area where everybody goes to make money, you know? Um, so I haven't had like the full ride of, of Texas where it's like, man, I can see myself living here. Um, that's, it's strictly just been a career opportunity. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's no. been enjoyable. No, it's good. Yeah. Um, are you now maintenance? Like, what are you doing? So on my the my job is O and M manager. So I uh, two, I have two wind farms that uh, we we're responsible for the operation and maintenance of the turbines. I work for a manufacturer. We sell we sell the turbines. We make the turbines. We're based in Denmark, over in Europe. We're in seventy three countries. Um, and uh, yeah, so we just make sure the turbines run every day. We fix them as a. Uh, for you know breakdown and, and maintenance i'm just like you would your car but so so what was the growing up you're originally from what ithaca no yeah. lalville oh is that near ithaca no i thought you were well, utica i can't believe how much research you did i always i just figured <laughs> i thought for some reason i just thought it was ithaca and no, I, bro, I bought like, ithaca. So I'm, I'm from like a small town lalville like where, where's that near north of utica oh is it utica? i was a dairy farmer man i used to milk cows and shit what's it Great. called lalville spell it L O W. L O W V I L L E. Small town. Lowville. Yeah, Lowville. Okay. Lewis County, New York, home of the Holstein cow. Uh, more cows than people. Um, you grew up milking cows. Um, that's where I kind of. I feel like I've, I. I. Wait, you were like almost Adirondacks. Oh yeah. yeah oh, why did I think Ithaca? I don't know, Did you do you, anything in Ithaca? We were just talking about Ithaca flower power. The beer we're drinking. That's the only reason I got it is because I thought you were from Ithaca. So I would have got something different, but that's so all right. I just have a question. How many hours of pre-research do you do? Pri- I mean, this isn't reflective. Of, I, I of called my, you of our conversation. I called you and I asked if you wanted a beer. What's your producer's name? Galen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So I, I I called asked if you wanted a beer because I did my research right. thinking you were from Ithaca. Right. That didn't happen. I wonder and where then, that stemmed from. And then all this right here, um, two and a half minutes before you walk through the door. God, I love it. The and th- then maybe a, maybe a little bit of uh, what five minutes of shooting the shit, and then we got so, the cameras rolling. This was actually the first podcast I had the actual setup ready to go when the guests know, walked in. I think in. this might be the podcast where you're like, "This is the breakthrough." Like this is where the bars not set high in the first two. The guests were great. The, the hosting was was uh, really? subpar. You seem all right. Okay, that's good. I, I, I thought. I mean, maybe, maybe I am. So the first guy that I had on has his own podcast. He's on episode eight or nine right now. Local guy, great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second girl I had was her first podcast, and I think hers is gonna be great. Now, hopefully, people listen to this be, after already listening. Yeah, to but Megan's, I want to be guest. I want to be guest. I want to be guest of the year. Guest. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> guest of the year. Yeah. No. No. So, so how did I prepare for this podcast? So when you told me that we were doing a podcast. Probably a few weeks back. Yeah. Three and weeks I think back. you and me have kind of been on the same page fuck, since we met, probably, right? As far as like... Podcasting. Podcasting, yeah. like social media, like yeah. MMA, like all that... Dumb Instagram stuff. Hunky-dory shit. Yeah. Um, I was super pumped because I know that we can... Is this your first podcast? First podcast. Amazing. Yeah. You know what's crazy? You've made me feel super comfortable in this podcast. Um, Actually, it's our... Well, thank you very much. But it's actually... When we'll, we'll, we'll get to this, it's actually our second podcast. If you remember, dude, you're right. Yes. So yes. actually we'll get into that right now. So I think that's where this is stem from. So, so, okay. So, so back, backstory on Ryan and myself, I've loved podcasts for 
a few years now. The reason being basically is that I do a lot of driving. I do a lot of working and it's just, I'd rather listen to that than listen to the same song over and over again. You were one of the first people, I think to probably like similar podcasts. And I think the first one we talked about, obviously everybody listens to Joe Rogan. Um, If you listen to the podcast, who's who's that? Joseph Rogan. Rogan. Look, Not familiar. But look yeah, look him ahead. up. I think he's only like six or seven. I mean, you know, he, I think he's, he has like a what is it, ten million downloads per episode, something small like that. I mean, I mean, he might fly you in yeah. in yeah. maybe business class. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's, Just it's, another it's, guy. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He's bald. Anyway, keep going. He's yeah. bald. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, um, but so we uh, love you, Joe Rogan. So I, I think I think <laughs> Joe's was the first one we kind of were talking about. I think it was just a conversation. Like, yeah. oh, I was listening to the podcast. Blah 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 blah. Well, then you got me on the fighter and the kid. Love it. Which Fucking I listen. I listen to probably eighty oh. to ninety percent of theirs. Same here. Love it. Um, Question. Yeah. Does Shab carry that podcast? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. I think Shab carries that podcast. Really? Like, like the like the actual talking, or just the ah. the fact that he, like. I just think that if that show, it. You mean does he have more behind the scenes dealing dealing with that, that? He has a more opinionated aura oh. to him. He has, he's a, he's a talker. He knows what people want. He knows the, yes. he knows the business. Yes. Whereas Callan, I feel like he's still in his acting world. And this is coming from a guy that has literally, I have not sniffed a fucking fart from Hollywood. Like, I don't know. You move closer though. <laughs> I don't know a single fucking thing about how they interact, but I feel like Shab carries the, the, uh, the day to day, like, uh, fucking, the what's happening now kind of shit. I I I, th- I don't mean to go too think, far off. No no no. Ta- I, th- off, I, th- off, I think but. I think Shab has Brian to me is is a filler. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I see I the, th- the thing is I think I think yeah. Brian's I think Brian's smarter Smart. on Smart. certain yes. aspects. Yeah. I think Brendan understands the industry, understands the marketing podcast more. Brian I think really understands comedy and really understands acting. I think. I think he's the equalizer. I, I think yes. I think Brendan understands a lot more yep. of more modern stuff yep. that Brian doesn't venture out into. I the think B to B, right? Yes, yeah. Brian is. Uh, no, Brian. Brendan is very how the much fuck more. I knew how to say that? I have no fucking idea. Where business to business. Yeah. I love it. Um, Brian is or B- Brendan is much more the the go getter or the, the 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 marketing the, yeah. the thought that he yeah. he puts more into the actual vision of the. But of, if if some if Brendan had to go to Brian and be like. Bro, I got this fucking audition coming up. How do I? Hundred percent. Like yeah. 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 Okay, and, so- and 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 the thing is, in Brian's defense, and if anybody has not heard this, it's the Fighter and the Kid podcast. T Fat K, it's great, dude. Fuck T um, It's two two comics. T-fat-k. Brendan was an old. Brian was, I mean, still is an actor and a comedian, and Brian or killing it. Yes, Brian's killing. Very good. I'd love to see him. You've seen him live. We'll talk about it. Yeah. And and Brendan. Used to be an MMA fighter. Used yeah. to play football yeah. at Colorado, Colorado. I believe Colorado University. He was a he, fullback. He, did he play? He was a fullback. Yeah, D one, bro. Yeah, kid fullback. Was a killer. Yeah, fullback. Forty three was his number, I think. Killer. No shit. I yeah. thought he was linebacker. Um, well, so you think he was a? He, he's, he's a big dude. Guy, but he was super sucked down, leaned out. Yeah, but still, college. I mean, he's a tall guy. He's not short at all. But I, th- I think if I the the problem is Brendan very rarely misses a podcast. Brian does latest fuck and look at that <laughs> but but but, how, but most of the time if there's a guest and they don't have one or the other it's usually Brian is gone right and the guest and is with Brendan Theo Vaughn and I you know 
up for guest of the year. Not a fan. With Crystalia. So you, you know, want Crystalia? Yeah, my fucking uncle, you see, <laughs> fucking rat tail. Like I don't, I don't get it. The, I don't get the, his comedy. The, the, well, wait, wait. We'll get, we'll get into, we'll get into those two. But the, the. I, I'm if, like going but, way but, down. But, 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 but my thing is, when Brian is not there, I don't, I don't like the podcast as much. As much. I think you need Brian there. My favorite is when you have three. And you know who's a funny? Will Sasso. I, I got Will's good, but <laughs> no, I really like Andrew Santino. Dude, Cheeto Santino, bro, <laughs> the red, the redhead, hilarious. Dude, dude, his his fucking his let. Grab me a beer. Oh, you need a beer? His last podcast where he was on that. Wait, wait, wait. Santino. Santino. When he was doing the cult telemarketer. <laughs> fucking funniest guy in the world. Great. Dude, I love. So I saw him. So I was dating a oh, girl. I was dating a girl, right? Wait. Up, up here. Okay, am I going too far? No, no. Okay, go, keep on. going. Keep going. I was dating a girl up here in Plattsburgh, like the first year I moved here. And we were watching this show. I forget. I think it was on Netflix. It was called Mixology. It's where Santino kind of like got his start. <laughs> and he's made jokes about it in the podcast about like, um, this is the fucking show that, you know, I made Mixology. It sucked dick. Like whatever. I remember looking at my girlfriend and saying, that guy's fucking funny. Like he is Amazing. hilarious. And now I've seen him co- totally come around. That guy, that guy's the next fucking guy. Like he, I, he, he is hilarious. I, I, uh, that, that skit where he was pretending to be the seller of window washing or, or what no, blo- that wasn't in his most recent one. Was yes, it? it was. Yeah. Oh. It was the one where he said, was talking about calling telemarketer and being like, Hey, can we go over your lawn? We got to install these, uh, was it shades or something? <laughs> yes, yes. And he's like, yes. and they're like, well, why are you going to? No, 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 no it's fine because, of the, you know, the paint chips and it might get on your yes, lawn and we're just yes, doing it for yes, safety. We just yes, want to let you know that yeah. we're going across. Oh, when he was, he was pretending to be a salesman. Yeah. He, he and he goes, like, dude, I, I was the best salesman ever. Like, I can't fucking sell you anything. He goes, they, they paid me like a thousand dollars not to leave. And yeah, he goes, unbelievable. Yeah. but he, uh, and this was like a high school gig for him. And then he's like, he goes, <laughs> he's like, you know, cause if it falls on your lawn and it's toxic, you know, we want to make sure that you know about right. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you looked at your, the dust in yours? What was, what was, was it vent dry or air? Uh, I, don't I think it was the vent, like attic vents, like dust I, dude, or, exactly or dryer vent or so something. Funny. And uh long story short, I, it was pr- yeah. probably a solid yeah. minute and a half of that. And it was hilarious. hilarious. And, and uh, I think, I think between him, Will Sasso and Bobby Lee, did you see the episode of Bobby Lee? Not to make this podcast turn into like what happened on the fire and the kid. It can be. But did you see that fucking episode where Bobby Lee was like, he's, he's like, when I was 13, I was molested by a guy with Down syndrome. (laughs) And, 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 uh, and fucking, and Brendan and fucking Brian started laughing and Bobby Lee was like, why are you guys laughing? And they're like, and Shab's like, oh man, it's just a lot to hit. Yeah, it was. He goes, (laughs) He goes, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. He goes, I'm going to say it one more time. And if you guys laugh, I'm leaving. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. He's like, when I was 12 years old, I was raped by a guy with Down syndrome. And fucking <laughs> Callan and Brian just started to fu- Callan looks at Shab and goes, don't fucking laugh. Don't fucking laugh. Be respectful. Lost it. Be respectful. But anyway, long story short, like you were saying, favorite guest. I love Sasso. Will Sasso's. When they did that, ep- did you see the recent Sasso episode where he's like, do you remember that one yes yes dude so fucking funny so sasso to me sasso bobby lee santino i don't get theo vaughn's comedy great guy funny but redneck redneck fan did you see when he walked in king of the he had the belt who was was it rap before rap rap wasn't in there when he did that when he walked in with like the wrestling pants and the belt that was it that was rap before 
They've never he's met. Like, he's That's like the 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 the, the, t- the nickel or <laughs> shine the nickel or got the no, tin. No, no, no. I got the oh, what was it? I got the fucking um, nickel for your dickle or something like that. I, I'll I'll look it up. This, this it's, regardless, it's worth look, keep regardless. going. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was fucking hilarious. Are you looking it up right now? Oh yeah, Theo I, Vaughn shows off the belt to Mike Rappaport. I think it was something of the. Na- Bring him in. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait. What did he say? Hold on. Brandon. Remember Shab's like, you got no ass, Theo? <laughs> what did he say? Tickle that nickel, baby. Tickle that nickel, daddy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I got that natural gas, daddy. Dude, I don't know about Rappaport. I don't know if I like that guy. Brendan Showers. <laughs> do you like do you like rap? I don't think he's even in the lineup for guests of the year. No, he's too much for me. Yeah. He just yells all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Tickle my nickel. What else do you listen to? Do you listen to? Do you see Shab and Theo got a new podcast? King and the Sting. No, they actually have that. Episode one. So they have their own podcast. When? It, episode one just came out. Oh, I it's called it. King and the Sting. Good. Not listen to it. I don't know, man. I I watched I, I watched I I watched the well, old special on Netflix. Yeah, it was it, couldn't get into it. No, no. I'm like I think he's a genuine guy. Like I think he's funny, and I'm proud of where he's came from. <laughs> he's, is he from Louis- he's Louisiana? Yeah, right? I haven't took it a shit compared to what he's done in his life, so I can't like. I don't want to negatively like fucking talk shit on him, but he. Uh, I mean, I think he's got his own his own like uh, crowd, right? I think so. He, he like his comedy on there. He has like good lines like that. But he I does say like, some. He, no, I'll, I'll give him this. He he is pretty funny. Like rap to me doesn't say anything funny ever on the podcast. He just yells. Ever. He yells. He's just like. But that's he rap. Just rants. But rap has like a fucking huge following. He does. I, it's too much for me. It's too much. But but Theo Vaughn makes comments like, like he's like, man, I fucked that like I did a printer in a cage or something. Like uh, yeah, he's got he's got the weird but. He's like a doghouse in a fucking carrot top. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? He, you know what I mean? he uh, no, I, 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 I think he's good, but dude, it's very, I, it's very different. Santino yeah. to me was funnier. Dude, Santino is one of my favorites. He was my fun. But now, let's talk stand up. Let's what, talk stand up. Right? I've different. never, I've never seen any of these guys exactly. stand up. So, uh, last summer, no, not last summer, summer of. You 20, went to Montreal. Yeah, t- summer of twenty. Was that laugh? 17. Laugh Factory, or what's that called? Nope. Um, so so Montreal has a Montreal Comedy Festival mm-hmm. um, where they have all these different venues, right? And one of the venues was a strip club. Which club Cleopatra, I think it was? Naturally. Um, yeah, right. Um, and my girlfriend, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she, she's from Montreal. Great girl. Um, I don't know why I had to say that. Basically, right. basically that Showing means, love. Basically, that means that it didn't end on my turn. <laughs> But uh, um, I saw Callan was up there at Club Cleopatra, and I'm like, fuck, I want to get tickets. So I'd, I'd been a fan of Fire Kin for probably a year after that point. That, that was before I knew, because I, cause right. I remember you taking a photo with him, right? And I yep. didn't know who he was yeah, at yeah. the time. So went and seen him. 
he's very animated and very physical on stage. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Moves around a lot. Great guy. Hilarious. Fucking so funny. You do an hour skit or hour show hour, or whatever. Yeah. And you know who opened for him was Eric Griffin, which Eric Griffin was with Santino on that show. I'm dying up here, which Jim Carrey, I think, produced. Okay. I, I don't know. If you him, look then. it up, you'll know who I'm talking about. Eric Griffin. Name sounds familiar, but fucking it, hilarious. So he just had the one opener. Yeah. yeah was he? That, so he is a headliner. Yeah. Yeah. Griffin okay. was. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a headliner? What? I, yeah, but wasn't it? Isn't no, like he's just for laughs or whatever they call it? Just comedy for laughs fe- comedy festival is a comedy festival in uh, Montreal. And for those of you that are listening, that might jump ship or jump my ship for this. Um, it's a it's a comedy festival that's throughout Montreal for like a weekend, right? Three or four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty good. Across acts. from like, yeah, dude, you got Tom yeah, Segura, you got yeah, Jim I go Carrey, you go. got. Any comedy comedian that you ever wanted to see is there, right? Because Rogan does some of those. Rogan's stuff. been up there for it. Yeah. But Eric Griffin was the opener. Eric Griffin is in that show. Uh, the what's that show with? God, the name sounds familiar. What, you know Eric? What? what? Eric Griffin. He's in that show. Uh, what's that show with the three guys, where they're fucking? They all work dead end jobs. Um, not Eric. Wait, Eric what? Eric Griffin. Not the E-R-I-K. basketball player. I K. Oh, that. Uh, fuck. What's that show? Um, they'll know what show I'm talking about. The kid, the guy with oh. long hair and a mustache. Let me see it. You know what I'm talking about. I, I probably Have your producer look it up. Producer, are you looking this up? Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Workaholics. He's in that. Workaholics. Yeah. He's in workaholics. Yep. Fucking outstanding, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty pumped up by this. Arrested Development. That's good. Dude, job. no, no. Seriously, his 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 opening for Brian and that that fucking set was hilarious. And then we went straight. And I bet I drank 36 Tito's and sodas during the good, good night. Yeah. So it was a mild night. Uh, <laughs> so, normal Tuesday then, right? This was a Tuesday night. Was, uh, Tuesday. No, just kidding. I got fucking wrecked. But <laughs> um, great show. Unbelievable. Griffin was hilarious. Brian Callen was hilarious. Um, so these podcasts have literally driven me to want to see all these stand-ups. I want to see Dalia, Bobby Lee, fucking Seguro's Sigur- hilarious. Um Seguro would be good. Seguro's great. Well, um, Bert Kreischer. Uh, fucking great, dude. <laughs> I love that guy. Dude, like we could talk all night about this. this like, the, I fucking love these guys. Man. Ari. Ari's <laughs> fucking great. I think... Uh, Who's your yeah. favorite? Well, I've never seen him doing stand-up. See, I mean, I mean that's the problem. I don't... I, I, I would know, say... That's, that's the downfall. You know, you know what it is? I've seen clips of them, and to be honest... I think Brian is pretty funny. Brian's hilarious. But did you? I watched Joe Rogan special on Netflix. That oh, was good. Joe Rogan. Did you he, like it or no? Joe Rogan. Yes. Are you I, talk, I watched the, the tri- brand new one. The triggered, one he, and then the newest one. The, the is, newest. Uh, I've seen both, but the newest one. Hilarious. Dude, Rogan keeps pumping them out. He's good. You've heard? Have you heard? He's good. Joe Joey Diaz. Uh, not a comedy. I've seen him. On, I listen, like, to, listen he, to him a lot. He just but. did a Christmas Eve podcast that I listened to on my way up here. Hilarious. Yeah. But I don't want to listen. I want to listen to that one. The beaten path of fucking comedians, right? Because neither. You nor me are comedians, and we can't. Not relate, at all. But we could talk like fucking fanboys for like. That's it. That's all know, I am. I, uh, but I am a serious fucking fanboy of those guys. They're, it it, they're it gives me a little release when during the day when I'm just listening Dude, to dumb no, stuff. Dude, no, you're so right. When it comes to podcasting, like not to like. Just lets my mind wander. Prolong the comedian thing, but these guys not only are stand-up comedians, but they put out content that is like like no other all the time. And and, and especially Rogan having like very sophisticated, like R- Rogan is. So take me out of probably the million people that have started a podcast after listening to Joe Rogan. I just think that his style 
And I've said this in every podcast. When I do this podcast, there's nothing. It's basically a very selfish reason why I'm doing it. It's a sense right. I just like it. It's not like yeah. I'm doing it. Like, yeah, we're not doing this because we're I mean, paid, yes, but... is there other benefits? Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not getting yeah. paid, not doing anything. Yeah. Like, to me, it's just fun. I do like the idea of... Probably not so much this podcast because we're just kind of shooting the shit and having a good time. But like most podcasts, I can talk to somebody. Have good a question. You so I'm not getting paid. I thought um, there was like a you're actually th- you're actually getting a Greyhound ticket Wait, back so to get, Texas. Am I getting mileage? Or? Uh, th- there's gonna be a rewards program. So if you okay. so if you win guest of the year. Oh, dude, that's easy. Didn't you get a T-shirt? If I win guest of the year, but you 20, got a t-shirt. 2018. But you got I mean, a t-shirt. I'm like number three, so t-shirt. I gotta I gotta win the fucking t-shirt. Thing, right? It's like retailing at 20 bucks. So you got twenty. I want the fucking belt, bro. <laughs> Tickle that nickel. Uh, Tickle the that nickel, nickel, daddy. daddy. Gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, 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 uh, no. I think Ro- the, the the way Rogan, he only has people on the podcast that he actually wants to talk to, and yeah. I think the benefit of that is he's not putting somebody on because he thinks, oh, this is really going to kill, and everybody's going to love no. it. It's like, who do I? Yeah. And now, now, obviously, he's got, you know, his interests are very. Um, I, I guess are very much in alliance with a lot of, or in lines in line with most of America right. because everybody listens to him. But there's times I skip. There's sometimes I like, yeah, there's sometimes which, he gets people on there that I just, I'm not, I don't have any interest in. Well, I just fucking, don't want to commit to that long I don't, time. I just don't have like three hours to, to, to listen to neuroscience or something. Yeah. You know, so, like, and the thing is, some of those are great. Like I, one of the best, one of the yeah. best podcasts I ever listened to by him was some guy I say some guy, people probably really know him, but he was he was a hunter. It was like a bow hunter or something. Steve Ranella? I don't I, honestly I don't remember the name. How dare you come I, on I, this podcast? I do, I don't remember the name. The but I don't name. I don't do any kind of hunting or anything like that, but this podcast was amazing. Very and it, prolific. And it was yeah. it was a guy that went I think they were talking, I don't know if it was Montana or something. Yeah, it was probably Steve Ranella. It was elk hunting. He has a he has a show on uh, Netflix called Meat Eater. Very uh, God, was it him? Might have been him. It might have been him. That might have been. Or Cameron right. Haynes, maybe. Haynes, Cameron, Haynes. Cameron Haynes. It was Haynes. It was Haynes. You're right. Bad motherfucker. Yeah, dude. it was Haynes. So yeah. that one was probably one of the best ones. Second to Musk, Eli Elon Musk was my favorite. Yeah, dude, but the second, the second yeah. one though was that one, and I had no, I didn't know who the guy was, didn't know any backstory. Um, just I just thought pretty entertaining. Um, I fucking like. Not, I'm gonna let you move on, but I just want to say quickly. We, we like, got time. No, nah, yeah, that's true. I got like seven hours, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. Seriously, like those podcasts have got me through a lot of shitty drives, man. Yeah. Like as far as like just so I, I drove back from God probably I drive I drive an hour to I drive like forty five minutes one way to work. Every oh yeah, day. it's an episode. So well, I kill I kill a podcast in down a day back. and a half. You know. Well, I think um, when I was coming back from God Philly a couple months ago, I left at drive back up. It's about a six hour drive. I got through. I started at five. I don't know, five thirty in the morning, started yeah. driving. And I think I listened to three Fighter and the Kid podcast or sorry, like two Fighter and the Kid podcasts of Joe Rogan. Yeah. And the thing was like you wouldn't you weren't even expect and all of a sudden you're like, I'm in Albany. You know what yeah. I mean? And it went yeah. really quick, but it's it's just it passes the time. You know, you know, you know what's conversation passes yeah. the time. Music yeah. not yeah. so much. You know what else is crazy though? Like so when I drove uh when I had to move my shit to Texas, I drove um I drove to obviously to Texas from New York. And you start listening to these podcasts and I'll be honest, like I started like basically it started with like Rogan's podcast, like stemming off from that to all these other podcasts. It almost got overwhelming in a in a way, right? Like it almost got like, holy fuck, there's so many good fucking podcasts. Bobby Lee's podcast is amazing with his wife, Kalila. Unreal. 
Bobby Lee's podcast, man. I don't know. I've never heard his. Sorry, I was uh, trying Let's to talk. fix. I was trying to fix the screen. This is the first podcast so far that I haven't screwed up the the video footage. And yeah, if anybody know, doesn't know, right. quick plug. This is um, hopefully going to be put on YouTube also, so you guys can watch the visual because I think the visual is more fun. I think know, that's something more entertaining. Probably yeah. a little more focused yeah. versus driving, listening, yeah. but. Um, for some reason, the screen just got real dark. We're still on. It's still taping. I'm just hoping that it's not coming this yeah. dark. What's the on. worst that could happen? We no, have the audio and no video. Whatever. It's hey, all good. Either way. So I almost got overwhelmed by how many good podcasts there are. Like, so Bobby Lee's is like I am, Tiger, I'm getting that way now. Tiger Belly. Yeah. Your Mom's House with Tom Segura. Like, have you listened to Your Mom's House with Tom no. Segura? Well, this this is the reason. I My my time, Same, dude. I'm busy. I know what you're going to And say. the fact is, like, if I commit, I know myself. This is the reason why I don't watch Netflix series because once I watch it, you're fucked. Well, I, I'm one of those people. Once I start something, I'm like, I gotta finish it. Yep. I just gotta finish yep. it. So like, no, it's stupid. I don't have to finish five seasons of freaking whatever the TV show is. Yeah. Um. So a lot of these podcasts, I don't watch. I listen to Rogan periodically when I can. Yep. Brennan and, and Brian, and. Yeah, that's. So I mean, he, and, then, and then I mean, there's a few others I listen to that aren't necessarily you know who comedy. Bobby Lee is right. Yeah. Dude, Santino yeah. was just recently on Bobby Lee's podcast. Santino though, he's fucking so funny. Real dude, like. Unreal. Anyway, I don't know where we're going with that, but I think I was trying to say something as a matter of. I don't really remember now, but it had it had to do with like there's so many different avenues you can take in the podcast world now, that I don't have enough drive time. But when I drove to Texas from New York, it was like a twenty hour oh, drive. Oh Jesus, yeah. Unlimited content though, like it didn't. It didn't for one point. So when I was 21, back in 2011, 2010, I drove to California when I moved there. Didn't know anything of podcasting, right? Worst drive ever, right? <laughs> Worst drive ever. But when I drove to Texas this uh, this most recent time, I had 29 hours of just, you know, content to where I could have kept driving. And I know that sounds fucking weird. Yeah. No, but no, no. I could have just kept driving because I had such Rogan. Tiger Belly, fucking all of them. I, we're well, going back down this hole of well, podcasting, but I think when you listen to like a Rogan one, that's easy. I mean, two and a half Dude, to three, three and a half hours. Yeah. But the thing it is, goes you, like that. But I think that's the beauty of long form. Where like, this is the problem I have. If somebody does a podcast that's a half hour, you know, you kind of get into it, and just as you're scratching the surface, it's like, all right, well, we got uh, two minutes. Nice to have you on the on the show, yeah. and yep. see ya. Yep, like. There's a and, there's a perfect fucking spot. And yeah, and and I find Am I swearing a lot? That's fine. You can swear. I don't care. Is this R rated? It's um it's going on YouTube and uh, whatever podcasts are found, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure dude, that out after we learn how to edit. I just don't know how I feel about a podcast getting one million views in like two days, but I guess this, this is how it works. Know, so. just might get two yeah. you might get two <laughs> t shirts if this makes it big. Um but but the thing is like I, I and a lot of people here can relate, driving to say Albany driving to New York City, something like that, Syracuse, where you have a drive roughly two to five hours, depending. Mm -hmm. There's a certain point, which I'll refer to it as driving as maybe like a rider's high, yep. where you get through, like if you've ever driven down through the Adirondacks, you're, you know what I'm talking about. You get exactly probably right. to exit 31, yep. and all of a sudden your mind just goes blank, and you're just looking at trees and mountains, and yes, I get it, Adirondacks are beautiful, I'm sure nobody here would argue if we could just wipe out the 15 exits between here and Glens Falls. It'd be so much quicker. But that little hour stretch right there, eventually you kind of hit that point where like... You're thinking about suicide. 
close. Um, <laughs> you're, but you're, you're, think, you're thinking about like. Just kidding. I'm stable. You, you, <laughs> you're, 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 you're thinking about like. You just your mind clears up if you're by yourself. That's probably where daydreaming starts. Yeah, yeah. If you're with a buddy or with your spouse, that's probably where you start talking a little bit more in depth or you know a little more thought provoking stuff than just like oh what do you want for dinner kind of thing. And I I think that was what happens in long form podcasts where I mean take this you're not we're even at, listening we're anymore. at the 35 minute mark and you know we're just kind of getting into some yeah. stuff. We're you know first 20, 20, yeah. 10, 20 minutes you're just kind of like. Eh, kind of feeling it out, seeing how it's going to go, where I think there's some merit to the long-form podcast. Now, yeah, well, some people think it's too long. Sure. But I think at the end of the day, you get better conversations. And depending, I mean, like I said, this one's going to be a little unique in the sense that there's really no structure to it. Fuck kind of just kind of just what two guys mean, having what do you, fun. What do you mean, you well, you know, most of them are kind of like interview style. I is talk. My, is my skin color? No, no. So, so, so <laughs> let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back to. Uh, no, don't, uh, no, I don't want to go back. You, I want to. You mean keep, like a, I keep you, talking about your like about. a nice red glow? You know, from the the Texas sun. <laughs> um, no, I, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, there's like a very happy medium, and and uh, sometimes like when I get the hour and a half podcast, I'm like, it's too short. We're just getting into it. Sometimes you get into Rogan's four-hour podcast, you're like, bro, like, fuck, what are we doing? Like, Let's make you know? it seven, yeah. So I, know, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's the, that's the purpose behind this. Yes, is it more time? Sure. Like, we could, 30 minutes, bam, done. Yeah. Bang, bang went out. But I think at the end of the day, you don't get the quality. You don't get no, the in-depth. Not at all. And I, and I think people, you know, maybe you're listening to this driving down to Albany, and we're going to satisfy you from exit 37 yeah. to exit two. Fucking but, take it. But, but, uh... <laughs> Enjoy just smooth just inhale. Take it all in. You smooth know? inhale. Yeah, and yeah. I think um, you know. Do I say fuck a lot? You think? I don't know. I mean, so so I, so I my, think I think fuck is the most universal so my, word my in the English language. In uh, in Texas, I had this like nineteen year old kid that works for me. He goes uh, to my lead deck, which is like the next in command, I guess, under me. I say command like we're in the fucking navy. Yeah, I was gonna say how many yeah. stripes you have. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, He's like, why did Ryan swear so much? And uh, my buddy Scott, he's my lead tech. He goes, well, he's from the East Coast. And I look at Scott. I'm like, what the fuck's that supposed to be? As I say, fuck again, right? He's like, dude, I lived in. He's from Washington, right? Washington State. He's like, dude, I lived in Rochester. Like, you fucking guys say fuck like every other word. And I do like a lot. And I'm trying to like clean it up because like, I have a, you know, this doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm trying not to say fuck as much, right? So. Okay, I mean, they're, anyway, they're, regardless, I'm, regardless. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know how to put the little beeps in there, so you're good. And I don't have time to actually edit all no, that. No, out. So, know what? You can say and what you want. And that wasn't what it was all about. I just know that, but, like, I say fuck too much. That's all right. I mean, it's. I think some people should say it more. You know? Yeah. Fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck <laughs> hey, stressing me out over here. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you. Yeah. How do you? I guess a quick question in a in an. Not to go too far down like the realty road, right? Because I know that's what you do. But I mean, we can. It's no, no, no. I don't want to go too down, like too far down that road. But a question I have is, you know, I see like I move around the country and I see these different markets and I see how they like you know increase, decrease. How is this? Is is Plattsburgh like a stagnant market, or would the <coughs> the industry coming in like the bombardiers, the Bombardier? Yeah, Bombardier, <laughs> like all that bullshit. Like, is that? Is that something you count on? And I don't want to go too far so, down that road. So, um, okay. So, yes. Well, no, not to your Bombardier comment. But <coughs> so what, what would happen is Plattsburgh 
we're a much more stable economy, I think, than than some more rural areas or some more places, maybe such as, um, well, if you want to take 2008, take Florida, take mm-hmm. Arizona, take Las Vegas, places where people were going with second homes mm-hmm. um, for pleasure. For yeah, second homes, they had the means to do yeah. it. They probably got one of you know zero down. Yeah. You know, basically just sign on the line. You have a loan. I think in Plattsburgh, we are in a position where we don't we don't peak as high as others, but we don't drop as we high as drop. others. So so the range of high and low in a big metropolitan area or other areas of the country, I think, get affected way more by big by big shifts in the economy. I think Plattsburgh is a much more um, kind of conservative area in the sense that when things get really bad in say say something drops twenty percent, right? Plattsburgh may drop ten, ten, you know, yeah. but say other parts go up twenty, thirty percent, Plattsburgh may go up twelve or right. fifteen. Right. So there's a much more moderate up down. Right. Um, I it's don't not know. As drastic. I have nothing backing this up besides my own kind of intuition and just kind of understanding what I've known the last almost decade here. Um, but working the market, working, you know, just kind of just doing my thing. But I, 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 um, hustling, hustling, bro. Just just (laughs) making, making coin, Um, making cash, but, but I think I stack in paper. (laughs) I, uh, get that printing press going. Um, but, but I, I I think, (laughs) I think that, that, that's Plattsburgh. Now, when yeah. you talk about companies, Bombardier, Norsk, um, Schluter, uh, Novabus, I mean, some bigger, and, and honestly, a lot of companies that probably people have no clue what their names are that are down Industrial Park, the old base. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't know that that many companies there, exist. There's a lot. And I think going forward, this this is my prediction, I guess. And again, I don't know how... I mean this this dun, dun, dun. yeah not not really going off of much but I think it's I think it may be accurate may may be accurate <laughs> is that I think going forward I think Plattsburgh's got a lot to offer I think just because of our geographical location I, lo- I love this place man I, yeah I, well I li- I, but you talk about like proximity to Canada proximity to New York City dude you have no idea um, like I the the renewables the renewable sector up here is like unbelievable as far as like and, and that's something I have honestly I know nothing about yeah but. I, you know, there's there's a reason. I mean, the way I look at it, there's a reason that the state has invested money up in our area recently. Now, how that will be spent, yeah. how that will be used, who you know, how how those dis- people making those decisions are going going to vote on that, I have no clue. But just the fact that we have confidence out of the state that they want to come up here and invest in jobs right. and invest in this infrastructure. They, they, they predict growth. I mean, they I'm hoping. And, and yeah. I usually tell people like the fact that you see like restaurants opening, you yeah. see some stores yeah. coming into the area. There's never the, a vacant, there's never a vacant, not to well, cut you off, but there's never a vacant, like you drive downtown. There's never a vacant store. There's never a, well, I, I, I think there, there's, there certainly can be, but I think the, the bet, like those companies that come, and open up a Buffalo Wild Wings or open up Chipotle or open up Home Goods or whatever those like newer stores maybe in the last five years, they do a ton of research. No, they, trend, they don't, they, they, they don't they, just they, say, like, let's throw a dart at the, at the map dude, and wherever it, it lands. It's the same with like building a wind farm. Yeah. You, 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 the data collection is, is unbelievable. Years prior, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the data acquisition is like unbelievable as far as, you know, trying to trend patterns the windy season. And I'm sure it's the same with like, 
I mean, you could set up a simple, a simple, you know, radar or whatever. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, on one path of road to Walmart and see that 10,000 cars pass by, mm-hmm. that means 10,000 people in a day would pass by a store if we put it here or whatever. And I mean, I'm not trying to educate the people on how to start a business, but I think that's what, you know. Well, I, I, yeah, the, <clears throat> there's definitely, um, there's definitely a lot of insight. Um, there's a lot of testing that would be involved. I mean, hotels, Yeah, hotels have popped up. And, and if, if Plattsburgh wasn't on the verge of becoming, and I think, and again, I don't know what this report was. I've been told by multiple people that has been in this yeah. report is Plattsburgh is one of the top, like, <clears throat> what's it called? Micro cities in the country or something, whatever yeah. size that they, yeah. they consider Plattsburgh. They're one of the top of their category. Uh, think of it as maybe like high school sports or yeah. college sports. So whatever, if it's micro city or whatever they consider Plattsburgh, it's one of the top ones in the nation. Um, I think that's going to continue to grow. I think that these companies coming to the area is a hundred percent positive. I don't, I don't see any negative about more jobs coming to the area. Right. The, I mean, from my standpoint, so I'm in real estate. Oh, is that what is that what you do? I do actually. You sell things, and actually, Kavanaugh Realty. We just uh, rebranded the. Company. Oh, is that what this is? And and uh, oh, yeah, kidding. so we're actually in our in our. I thought studio mo- slash my I office. Was a motorcycle shop. <clears throat> well, I mean, we got a shamrock with a K. You know, watch watch the video. It's on oh. now. When you oh, hear sorry. this, it's probably a month ago. Go back in my page and watch it. Oh, I um, thought this was a motorcycle repair shop. But anyway, go ahead. I mean, it's, maybe. <laughs> it a, we sweep the oil underneath the, uh, kidding, the computer. Um, but <clears throat> I think these companies coming to the area, I think the only negative that it's really going to have on the housing market is we just don't have enough homes. Right. The inventory is low. Right now, we're at the lowest... It, we're in a seller's market. To me, we're at the lowest inventory. I've been doing this going in nine, going into my ninth year. We've never had a shortage <clears throat> at this that favors the seller, right? In probably ten years. No kidding. Um, and right now, can I buy a house right now? I have seventeen dollars. <laughs> the Monopoly McDonald's game starting soon. I'm extremely. I don't know, like not, not to like to go too far off you know, off topic, but you know, from the time I got to this town, you were actually an ex client. I was, I showed you a house. Oh, you showed me a house. Yeah. Shithole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was not that bad. Some, it was poor, some poor bastard bought it. Actually, I think that was a nice house. It's fair. I had <laughs> fair to good. No, but I, I had aspirations of staying here and you know, now that I've left, I've had aspirations of coming back. Would you move back? If the opportunity, obviously, if things I make think sense. so, and and not necessarily in the industry that I work in. Mm-hmm. Um, if the cards are right, Wait, to, you want to sell real estate? What? Well, no, no. Like I have a good, I, you know, I have a fairly uh, yeah. You uh, got you got a well accomplished resume, you know. But uh, it's <laughs> in regards to management, you know. But is anybody, is anybody hiring? <laughs> Just um, but uh, I can see myself living here. Is what I'm saying because I think what you said about like you know, the, there's the lake here, there's Montreal, the access to New York City, like. I fucking loved it up here when I lived here, man. Like, it was great. But more importantly, what I want to ask you is, you know, what? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you turn it on to me. Go ahead. Sorry. About new topic? Yeah. Oh, no, not new topic. Oh, but but I, I just don't want to go out of my. No, you're good. I'm like, you know, this is this is episode three. I think we're killing it. There, there there's really no structure. To oh no, podcast, we're killing so. it. Well, I, I think it's going fairly well. I, mean, I think I, we should talk about UFC 232. Well, that that was that was on my. Uh, my I've been excited. Because, I've so, been so, excited. So, I've been so excited. for people, um, I would that be, don't know. I'm an ex UFC fighter, 17 belts, 117 title bouts, and 
135 and 0? Uh, 117, 16 and 1. Oh, well, fair. <laughs> and honestly, the no decision was bullshit. It was probably the third judge. They said that she was a woman, but, you know, drug tests aside, it was a man. Wasn't she 5'2? Definitely, man. <sighs> Sometimes they, you know, they, they measure it by, you know, I don't want to go too R rated here, but me and my team believe she was a man. But some people say she was a woman. But then again, it was in Thailand. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but she was a hell of a fighter. He, whatever it was. She threw a mean kick. She oh. threw a mean right hook. So uh, so for those who don't know, so Ryan... has never fought in the UFC. <laughs> Shocker. So there's one. I don't think Ryan's actually ever been in an octagon. Uh, I have, actually. Yeah, funny. I mean, funny you, story. Did you meet funny story. And get a picture taken. Funny story. I'll fight? tell you this story that's real. Um, this is podcast material. So when I was living in Utica, New York, uh, my no, neighbor not Ithaca. No, Utica. Utica. Totally different. My neighbor was Matt the Hammer Hamill, which, if you guys do your research, was the deaf UFC fighter on The Ultimate Fighter season two with Michael Bisbing. Um. Matt the Hammer Hamill um, went on to a full contract. He's fought the best of them. He's fought John Jones. He's fought uh, Rampage. He's fought Alexander Gustafson. Um, he was my neighbor, coincidentally. Um, I went to his house. He had a full gym with an octagon in it, weight set, everything. Um, he started training me as like just a physical fitness kind of like from a phys- physical fitness standpoint, right? Um, hitting mitts, um, doing like. Uh, uh, wrestling drills, lifting weights. So I've been around um, that power, I guess you could say. And this was probably three years after his last fight in the UFC. I think his last win was Keith or Jardine. I don't know for sure. But GT, when you step in the octagon or in a cage environment with a guy that's been in the UFC, that's fought John Jones, that's fought Rampage Jackson, and you hit mitts with him, that's a different kind. It'd be like Wait, you, you said who John Jones. He's fought John. That was John Jones. Only loss in the UFC was to Matt Hamill from illegal elbows to the face. He was kicking Matt's ass, right? He won the fight, but he started throwing illegal elbows. They disqualified the fight. And, um, Wait, what's his name? Matt Hamill. Okay. Keep talking. Um, it'd be like you going and playing like, you know, catch at the park with Odell Beckham jr. Right. You don't understand that speed. You don't understand that power. Like until you're like there. Um, so wait, I, sorry, I kind of blinked on this. So you you. Sparred, he was my neighbor. You sparred, not sparred. That's a different term. Okay. This Matt Hamill. Yes. Okay. He was sure, a was he was a D three uh, national champion like multiple times over. Um, he Went got to RIT. Yep, he got into the UFC uh, through the Ultimate Fighter season two. He was a standout. He's beat Tito Ortiz. Oh shit! Okay, this is going. Oh, from do you have the Wikipedia page? I have the Wikipedia. So you know Seems what? like you should just go ahead and read that. <laughs> he is the only man to defeat John Jones, albeit by disqualification yes. due to Jones' illegal yes. elbows. Yep. Wait. So. Okay, so he only lost. He, okay, sorry, you probably said that again. I'm totally spaced. No, out. sure was, did. Was sure did. So, so John Jones <laughs> was the one doing illegal elbows. Yes. Yeah, and Matt was getting his ass kicked. Gotcha. But. Okay, keep going. So, so Matt's fought the best of them, right? In the two, the light heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to train with Daniel Cormier. They were on the Olympic team together. Daniel Cormier being the double champ champ. 
Champ Champ. You know what I'm talking about, right? I know, I know DC. Um, so they're friends. <laughs> um, this was before I was heavily involved with like the UFC, but like I knew who Hamill was. He's a big fan. I was a big fan. When you say neighbor, meaning like literally like next, next door. door. Yeah. Like your yeah, parents yeah. knew his parents. Yeah, I have a video on my phone of me working out in the woods with him. His training regiment was me running down a hill and climbing a rope and throwing tires over my head. Um, and I, I have the video in my email. Um, he fought Gustafsson. Yeah. No shit. Dude, he's fought everybody, bro. So he had. So what, what's he do now? Um, he does like. So he's fought a couple fights recently. Why don't you ever tell me this? But his biggest. Because I don't know. It's not something you talk about. Except on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, he he has motivational speaking. He's deaf, right? He doesn't. He can't hear. He's so deaf. he's gonna hear you? No, but he's very. Like he's, no, but like he was. He's always very deaf. very good at lip reading, and he can talk. Wait, so like legit deaf? Like yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, straight up deaf. And he was very marketable. The UFC. I think that's why he went as far as he did because he was very marketable. And I'm not saying that. I'm not taking that away from his like fighting career. The guy's a savage, right? Like, um, oh shit, I the guy is unbelievable. Michael but, Bisping. Dude, he's fought everybody. John Jones in the Ultimate Fighter. Dude, he's fought everybody. Keith Jardine, Tito Ortiz. He's fought everybody. Jesus. What? Yeah, dude. Watch this. I'm going to show you the video. Right so he retired last, earlier this year, April 14th. Yeah, but uh, UFC Fight Night, UFC 152 in back in 2012 was the last time he fought. Yeah, I'm showing the video right now. This is me training. Oh, this with. is pretty cool. This is me training with him right here. In his woods. This is how he used to train, man. Before, like, like this, this is behind your house. This is behind his house. Oh, this is when you lived in Utica. Yeah, this is me climbing a rope. So he's taping in the woods. Yeah, he's he's videoing me. You'll see him in a second. Look, I get to the top. I like throw look, tires over my like. Looking big. Who's the little kid? It's his daughter. Oh, look how big I look. Right? Did she flip the tire before you? No, but. That's how we used to train, bro. I used to cut wood with them in the woods. Oh, okay. No, sorry. I'm just... But, dude, we used to grapple together. And you want to talk about, like, you don't know the power of a human being grappling until... No, not, not to be... Why, why was he taped? Is that the end of it? I, uh, I didn't uh, see him. Well, why, why... Because, I, because he was trying to develop this training, like, program. He wanted oh, to make... So, okay. So he he was wanted a, to make his, his place into, like, a training facility for... Him. Gotcha. And he does wrestling seminars still because... I mean, he was a D3 multi-time national champion. So he was right? a good, good buddy. Of Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Love the guy, right? And it, it's crazy to think he's fought the best of the best, right? Yeah. That's... He's got posters. Like, he's got ultimate fighter gloves. He's got, he beat Keith Jardine up. Like, that's cool. You know, um, great guy. And, and I think the biggest thing that I took away from it was, like, how humble he was. You know, he's a very humble guy that meant very well. But... The sad part of it was he was still trying to fight because he needed money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, great guy, and, and I'd love to see him continue. I mean, he's beat Tito Ortiz. Like, he, he ground and pounded Tito Ortiz with a win. Like, in UFC 128, I think. 121. 121? Yeah. How gnarly is that, right? 110. Yeah, one, yeah. Like, Ortiz. Shit. He had a... Dude, he was... He was so, he, he had a string from 2008... I don't know this guy, but Reese Andy, Mark Munez, John Jones, Keith Jardine, Tito, Tito Ortiz. Yeah. He f beat three of those guys in a row from 2009 Dude. to 2010. Dude, that's legit. Like, he would, no, what a, the biggest takeaway wow. of it, man, is like he was like, he was, 
he was a guy. He was a top five 205er, right? Like, wow. I mean, so you knew him in what year? Years. 2014. Uh, 2014, 2013, 14. So, so he had just gotten done the yeah. UFC. Yep, but he still fought. He's done a couple fights since then. He's won his last fight, but he's over. He's won his, he's won his last two. He's thirteen eight. He's he's over. He's over forty now. You, I mean, you know what's the? Uh... Oh, that's pretty cool. Great guy, he, family guy, fucking unbelievable. Like he's the one that got me benching over two hundred pounds. Like in his gym, like a great motivator. I'm assuming strong as an ox. Dude, I'm telling you. So this is what I want to really express to people who are listening. When it says fighting out of Utica, does he now live in Utica? He's originally originally from Ohio, but he lives in Utica, yeah. But this oh, is what I want to express, after. like, not only to you, but to people listening. Like, we all talk about Khabib, right? We talk about Khabib's grappling strength, right? Like, it's something you don't understand. It's something that you don't, like, you can't grasp or you don't, you know, you don't get it. There were, you know, when I was, he would have wrestlers come in to the gym when I was training there, right? And um, and we do practice and stuff. And I and I grew up in high school wrestling, right? But God, I don't want to explain this. It sounds stupid, but when you get in the clinch with a guy like that, right? A D three athlete, D three, not even D one. This is a D three athlete that was a multi multi time national champion. Which means probably D1, he was top five, right? When he grabs a hold of you, he does what he wants with you. And I can't express that in other, any other like terms, right? Like When I say like he grabs a hold of you, like when he puts you in the clinch and he wants to show you a move, he will literally do what he wants with you. You think somebody's strong. Like you go to CrossFit or you go to the gym, you think someone's strong. But and that's how they always uh, that's how they always uh, portray Khabib about his strength and grappling, and this is Matt Hamill, which is you know he's the of the elite level. When someone like that grabs you, man, it's another story. Like it's it's helplessness. So you you were, you when you grappled with him, did you grapple with him? Like well, part of I the mean, I mean per, say, no no no, I didn't grapple with him. But I'm saying like when we would. Uh, part of strength and conditioning that he was, I'd pay him, I'd pay him 15 bucks a night. I go work out with him and he put me in the cage and we would do wrestling moves and we do drills or we'd hit mitts or whatever it was to do metabolic conditioning. As Brian Callen says, move around. We'd, we'd move around. We move around. <laughs> but he, and he goes like this. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just saying like when he, when he wanted to put you where he wanted to put you, like say like, Hey, come over here or come over here. Like, there's just something about that GT that I can't, like, explain to anybody that's listening or you about the power of someone like that or the speed. And it's like the, the, the professional athlete standpoint of, of a football player, like how fast they are. Or, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. kind of grasp yeah. what I'm saying? Unbelievable. You, you don't understand it until you're in I, that. I, uh, this is a to- total uh, side. I guess it, it, it ties in a little bit. I talked to this on the last podcast, so sorry if um, I'm repeating myself, but when I was a kid, I'll say this really quick. I basically got a chance to go out on the field at Olympic Stadium where the Expos played. Yep. I was 12, so, yeah. I mean, very small, small little guy. And I got to throw the baseball with a couple players yep. while they were warming up to play against the yep. Yankees. And it was the year the Yankees won the World Series. Super cool. Derek Jeter, all those guys are out on the field. But I remember looking to my left and – 
I, one guy, the guy closest to me was Orlando Cabrera. He was a starting um, yep. shortstop yep. for the Expos. They were throwing the baseball basically the dis- 90 feet, the distance from home plate to first. They were on the first baseline throwing that, that direction. And the you could hear the ball go through the air. Unreal. They would throw the ball, Unreal. and you could hear the seams. You could hear it. It would hit their mitt, and it sounded like a mm-hmm. gun going off. And they were probably 30 feet from me. And, I mean, they – and this was warming up. They were throwing the baseball – if you asked me today, not not 12 years years old, 29 years old, if you told me today to throw the baseball once that hard, I don't think I could do it. And they were warming up. So like to put it in perspective, I know exactly, yeah. Like it, yep. again, major dude. league baseball players but another level. Yeah, dude. Level. Like and that's what I mean by like when someone like that and we would lift 3 days a week we'd lift together and then we like hit mitts or I'd hit bags, I hit the heavy bag or we like he'd have a a kid come in that would be a uh, like a high level wrestler in high school. And basically I was like his bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. There was nothing but like pure power and uh speed that came on a mat. That was like nothing that you can even like harness in your own body. And I think that that's the huge, like that's the mid, like the biggest misconception with professional, professional athletics and like Joe Schmo. Right. Mm-hmm. You just don't understand it until you actually feel it. And, uh, it was sad when I left because he was happy. He was proud of me because we had this goal of me benching a certain amount before I left. Um, and I haven't talked to him since, man, but great guy. Anyway, I think we were talking about UFC 232, but um, but Matt Hamill was like trying to like cram. He was up there with the best of them, man. And that, and that makes me proud to know that like I was like a good friend of his. And uh, we worked out, and and he he helped me, you know, he helped are, me be a better person. So. Are you still in contact with him today? I think the last time I talked to him, uh, GT was probably a year ago via email. But I mean, if you were to like show up at his door, oh, absolutely, today, fucking, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah, yeah he'd be he'd great be guy. Pumped. Yeah, um, it was funny. We were, we were actually watching. Um, was it UFC? Was it two twenty nine? What's the one they just had? 229 with uh Ortega and no 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 sorry no it was uh, McGregor McGregor Khabib McGregor Khabib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so a buddy of our you know Mason remember Mason yeah, yeah so a buddy of ours from the gym so Mason's all of a sudden sent us a Snapchat he was at UFC 229 no he was yeah. down in uh, MSG I think yeah and his buddy who I'm just looking up now Ryan LaFleur sounds familiar. do you know him um Born and raised in uh, Lindenhurst, New York, and of course Mason's from um, Long Island. But a buddy of his, and he was fighting, and we were watching. We're like, "Why are you? Why are you there?" Because we were, we were out for uh, with Isaac for his uh, bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey, what are you doing there?" And he goes, "Oh, my buddy's, you know, Mason. Oh, my buddy's fighting the next match, whatever." So he, uh, I, I think he ended up might have lost by decision. Yeah. But like he got tickets to. Oh, I mean, fuck. now he was like probably like upper decks watching, but like still pretty sweet. So he was at the fight, yeah. which was awesome. Um, but yeah, knew this guy. And of course, Mason had a kind Dude, of there's a some good background. fighters. Iaquinta is from Long Island. Really? You know, Al Iaquinta? Yeah, yeah. He, fought, he just fought Kevin Lee and beat him. I don't, I don't think I knew he was from there. Yeah, he's from Long Island. He's a realtor in Long Island. Fuck, dude. No, he's not. Swear to God. Al Iaquinta, Google it right now. Al Iaquinta fought Khabib when everybody fought. Remember when Khabib fought before uh, McGregor? And they had no opponent for him. So, Ally Quinta, he's a realtor in Long Island. 
He's a fucking realtor, bro. He sells houses. What? He sells. He says it in his fucking octagon speech. If anybody needs a host in Long Island, fucking hit me up. He just beat the fuck out of. Uh, he fought. Dude, this is true. Dude, so he fought McGregor, or he fought. What? Dude, this he, guy's my new favorite dude, wrestler. No, I mean, he or should be. He should be. He fought. He fought Khabib. Went five rounds with him. They say he exposed Khabib. Right? He's a fucking wicked wrestler. Right? What? Let me finish. Let me finish. And then he fought Kevin Lee, just beat the fuck out of him a week ago. Kevin Lee, you know who Kevin Lee is, right? Yeah. He beat the fuck out of him. Ally Quinta is a top three fucking lightweight. They could probably beat McGregor up, and he's a fucking licensed realtor. That's his primary fucking business, bro. Yeah. I, I, he's your boy. He's your boy. <laughs> no. Love it, right? How happy are you right now? Let's go one at a time. That's the first thing, and again, I'm going off Wikipedia here. Alexander LJ Iaquinta. I love that. He's an American mixed martial artist and real estate agent. Dude, he talks so much shit, too. He's a bad motherfucker. Seriously. Wait, I love it. Wait, 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 wait. And he just beat the fuck out of top three, a top three contender for the 155 pound strap. He started the process of acquiring a license after a contract dispute for a supposed fight against uh, Tiago Alves yep. at UFC 205. How happy are you right now? Is he your, are you his fanboy right now? Are you a fanboy? I'm gonna, are you a believer? I'm going to follow him now on Instagram. Dude, no. Iaquint is sick as fuck. He's a, he's I a, mean, I know him, but he, I didn't know. No, but he was, he was a D1 wrestler. That's pretty cool. He trains with uh, Weidman and that whole crew from Long Island. Uh, Matt Sarah. He tra- Seaford, New York is where he's from. Yeah. Or where he resides. But no, bad motherfucker, right? Oh, shit. He stepped up and fought Khabib on a day's notice when all that shit went on with McGregor. Like if if you put oh yeah oh, yes. the bus incident yeah he fought he fought oh yeah and he yeah, went yeah, my, yeah, five rounds with him yes and that, that was when they were talking when they were talking about five Khabib's rounds like not that good yeah yeah they're like he's exposed right if you put I I'll be honest with you unreal GT if you put Iaquinta and McGregor in a cage right now I put my money on Iaquinta have you ever seen him fight. Pull up his highlights. Pull up. Go to YouTube. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Let me. I, I'm just keep keep going. I'm just, no, I'm no. Just pull, up, pull up his YouTube reel, man. Go. I went to highlights. Motherfucker sells houses. 14, 4, and 1. Dude, he sells houses. You're right. Five minutes. Initially made weight for his bout against Paul Felder, but was ineligible to win the title. I guess. No, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let me. Kevin Lee, yep. He just Kevin beat Lee. the fuck out of him. He fought him twice. Beat him twice. Yeah, 14 and, and 18. Savage. He's a fucking savage. Okay. And he sells houses. Just like you. So that means you have a future in fighting. How many people? You know, you know, what's, you know what's bad? Didn't what? we just talk about... Um, didn't we just talk about how I haven't been to the gym in a long time? Yeah. This guy sells if real estate and is is a if third, you're gonna if you're gonna try rent. and re- okay yeah if you're gonna try and relate anything <laughs> no I know what you're saying dude guys guys six fuck but anyway keep going he's famous for that right there Are you fucking booing me unreal yeah dude savage unreal I'm so excited right guy now. guy sells houses yeah but I want to see his stats. His house stats? Or? Yeah, I want to see his stats. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's like I can't respect this guy if he doesn't sell at least like 
fifty. But that's your okay. typical. Like you cannot. Sorry for whoever's listening, but you cannot sum up a Long Island gangster without his picture. A Quinta, definitely Italian. Oh Spanish. yeah, Spanish, Spanish or Italian? No, Italian. He looks Italian. Is looks like no, a but fa- like not only that, but just like. Hey, I reside from uh, Long Island. But she makes a mean cow. I'm a D1 wrestler that's a savage. So I go into fighting, but I'm looking at my I'm looking at the long term game. I'm gonna get my realtor's license. So I got that. I'm selling houses, but on the weekends hey, I beat the fuck out of people. I'm gonna send them some referrals. I beat the fuck out of people. How many people just work with them? They're just like, dude. I, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I don't want any trouble. Yo, our realtor's I, I Quinta. I don't want any trouble. Yeah, man. How he just fought big, last weekend. He just fought out. last weekend, man. That's nuts. Against Kevin Lee. Look at this shit. Right hook to the temple. <laughs> I think that's Diego Sanchez, too. Night, night. Yeah, goodbye. Oh, Jesus. That's great. Yeah, I Quint is a savage, man. Super proud of that's that guy. That's cool. But uh, going on to 232, John Jones, Gustafsson. So, yes. How far do you want to go into this? It's- <laughs> So okay, so so for those who I'm think, fresh off Rogan. So, so so, ask me a question. So so did you w- with the, uh, the the snitch, the golden snitch, was that Nowitzki? The yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't specifically with Nowitzki, but it was with uh, Rogan Diaz. Rogan was talking about. No, no, no. He just today. No, he, he, yeah, oh, I haven't. Oh, okay. 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 So you want me to tell you what I know so far? Yes. Then I'll have some more background. Okay. So basically, what's happened? Originally, uh, 18 months ago, or whatever, when uh, John Jones got busted for Tarina Ball. Against DC. Yes. Yep. After he won the belt. Suspended, right? So on and so forth. They just tested him on December 9th. I'm going to sneeze. I'm sorry. (coughs) 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 On December 9th, they tested him. They found a... A uh, petrodose or a petrodose, which basically means if you took a grain of salt, you took a grain of salt and you cut it up 50 million times. 50,000. I did read this. 50,000. No, 50 million. I think it's 1,000. Is it 1,000? Regardless. It's a lot. That's what was in this system. So, hold on. Shh, let me finish. <laughs> what they're saying is, is that... Um, this is a long-term metabolite that's been in his system from ingestion. There's no way that ingestion would cause such a small metabolite. The reason they're moving the fight to LA is because the Las Vegas commission is not in town. It's the holidays. They're not around. They'd have to bring the whole board together to go over it and decide and decipher that this is not something that he's ingested. This is a metabolite that's left over. From the original ingestion months and months ago. Question people ask is why did this not come up in his other six drug tests from said bus to now? Because it's so small, it depends on the test. It could come up, it could not. California Athletic Commission has stated that this metabolite, there's no way this is from ingestion. We understand, blah, blah, blah. You're good to fight here in Los Angeles. I watched UFC Embedded episode three <laughs> with, where they pulled Gustafsson in and they said, 
hey, this is what happened. And basically Dana White was like, bro, this is the deal. And Gustafsson and his manager are sitting there like, because, and they said to Gustafsson, we'll cancel your fight right now. We'll have this fight in Las Vegas without you. But we want you in this fight. It's not fair to you. He hasn't done anything that's... Have the fight. What do you mean? Cancel the fight or Cancel just that bout and have Nunez Cyborg be, be made of Okay, gotcha. But they said this isn't fair to you. Mm-hmm. Fucking such a sales pitch, right? Like, this isn't fair to you. We'll have you fight. We, we, well, we won't take you out of this... Or we'll take you out of this fight. But it's not fair to you, blah, blah, blah. Because mm-hmm. we know that this isn't from Injustin, from John Jones. We've had experts from all around the world come and tell us that, you know, this isn't. But we just can't get this commission in Vegas together quick enough to desert, uh, to, to make the choice that, you know, you can fight here because of... Sign off on that you can fight. Right. So let's move it to Los Angeles because Athletic State Commission will let us fight there, right? So they're moving the fight there. Now, I feel as if that's horrible for the fans that have booked their travel the families, all that shit. Me being selfish as a fight fan sitting at home, I don't give a fuck. I want to watch him fight. And Gustafsson knows just as well as anybody that whatever the fuck it is doesn't really matter, right? Like, they know that. Like, okay, whatever. It's not going to matter. And I and I find it hard to believe that John Jones is that stupid to ingest anything again after all the troubles he's had. So that's my take on it. I don't know what you have on it. Okay. So let me preface this by saying when I'm a UFC fan, I have never fought ever. I know really nothing about UFC. (laughs) I'm a total headline UFC guy, meaning I know whatever's in the moment, whatever's in the moment. I don't research. I don't watch fight nights. I don't watch anything. I watch Honestly, McGregor pay-per-views, and every once in a while, another one like P, uh, 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 George St. Pierre, um, you know, Ronda Rousey when she was fighting, yeah. things like that, like yeah. like bigger bigger ones, very high level. Like, fights, like would, yeah. would I buy le- would I buy this UFC fight? Probably not, but maybe because I, I think John Jones would be fun to watch. Um, so that that's my knowledge. So right. I, I'm not I'm not. So I, basically, you're coming as. As a You're very, coming as, in with that being your as, perspective. As a, as, yeah, a yeah. Very, as a very low yeah. knowledge fan on a lot of this, right. um, I get majority of my UFC knowledge right. from Joe and Brendan and right. like those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but again, I think those are that's where most people probably right. get their yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the casual so, fan, I've, I've would get it. Yeah, but yeah. and you got to you got to remember too, uh, not to take away, not to interrupt, but the casual fan. I mean, you think about the the number of people that don't podcast, right? I mean. The people that, I mean, you want to talk about breaking into mainstream. Yeah. John Jones, Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor, really the only ones that ever broke into like that Floyd Mayweather like realm of yeah. mainstream, right? Yeah. And I would even say, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I would take John Jones out of that and put GSP. Maybe yeah, I'm, but, but we're, no, no, say, no, we're going no, on we're the talking same. about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so not really knowing much about it. I do know, I did read something about the, Trace, trace, trace amount mm-hmm. of whatever that is that was in his system. Piece of salt in the Olympic swimming pool. Less Grain than that. Salt, yeah. Less than that. Yeah, I mean, that. just like chopped up into bits. Um, so it seems to me kind of laughable that 
I get it. I mean, I, I don't know if there's like, it's like a yes, no, black, white kind of policy on that. Apparently there is. But actually, it doesn't sound like that. I didn't know about the whole, um, you know, can't get the group together. I, mean, I don't know why they have to be in the same room to vote in 2018. You figure they can just kind of cast a yeah. vote. And, and yeah. especially with something riding like this, that's yeah. so big. Well, there's more to it. Once you're done, I'll let you know. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm not seeing or hearing everything. Um, I just checked. They went from the the T-Mobile Arena, right, was yeah. where they're supposed to have it, to, to the, the Forum, forum yeah. right, in Inglewood. So I just checked. Which which I've heard, sorry to interrupt, Dana White has specifically said he could make $6 million off the gate at uh, the T-Mobile Arena. And he'll make one, I believe, at the Forum? One or less at the yes. Forum. So they're losing money. But there's, there's a hidden... There's a hidden agenda to this whole thing okay continue so that is almost five hours of travel by car yeah between the two so that is going to limit a lot of people i'm assuming that the forum is a much much smaller venue than t-mobile arena very much so um is it looks to be on the map basically (sighs) suburbs of la inglewood yep inglewood up to no good Oh, you like that reference, right? <laughs> we got some Snoop. Um, so, um, <laughs> um, so besides that, I think that obviously <laughs> it is. Uh, I know it's too low budget. Nobody cares. Um, but I, I it think cost us seventeen dollars and seventy eight cents I, for this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. To be honest, I I don't know what's more important. Meaning the. I know. I be, know. Well, my thing is, I think it has to do a pay per view. Am I wrong? I think it has more to do with it. So more to this, do with pay-per-view this, this than anything is, this else. Is, and I'm taking this from Brendan Schaub. And, uh, I have not listened to anything yet. So this is totally myself. It's uh, like any market, like any uh, business that, that, uh, that is fed off capital, right? Money. It's the end of the year, right? Just stacking paper. You might be able to see that on the camera. It's the end of the year. This is their big last financial nut before the end of 2018, right? Got to get that tax. They could so easily cancel this fight. This bout, right? Make Nunez. Nunez uh, Cyborg would sell in any other market as a headliner, right? But there's a reason they're keeping these two on the card. It's because they have to make a financial nut, I believe, before the end of this year, right? It's the end of the fiscal year. They want to fucking cash in. And show their earnings for 2018. And this is a huge fucking fight. This is a huge pay-per-view payday. This is a huge gate. They're not going to cancel it. They don't give a fuck, right? Do you kind of understand? what I, I think that's the hidden agenda. I think that's fair. That's behind this whole thing. Um, I think it's unfair to a lot of fighters. You know, a lot of a lot of the fighters are upset. Like, you know, especially Corey Anderson, a light heavyweight, is very upset about, you know, they got all their family coming here. His pregnant wife of seven months is is coming to Vegas. Big deal. Um, and, and this is who? Corey Anderson, light okay. heavyweight. Um. And and then the people behind John Jones will say, "Well, this isn't his fault." Well, you know what? This instant isn't his fault, but this stems back to his fault, right? Yeah. Had he 100%. not had he not been such, you know, or or, or made the mistake or or taken the tainted supplement, whatever it may have been, right? It all stems back to something that uh, was initiated or sparked by John Jones, right? That's where we are right now is because of him. So whether this specific incident on December 9th of him pissing hot, you know, um, take it as it is, it still stems from him, right? And he's the money show, you know, like it, 
in in a way, I I don't Do, I don't blame the UFC whatsoever about doing what they're doing because, you know, it was almost if you go back and you watch UFC embedded episode three and you watch the mannerisms and you watch the body language of Dana White. He's almost talking Gustafsson and just and his manager to like, there's nothing wrong here. We've talked to people. Jones is innocent. Don't worry about it. You know, in a way, I'm not a fighter. I've never been in that level. I've never been in that position. But part of me says if I was Gustafsson, I'd be like, you know what? Fuck you and your golden boy. You know, there's trace amounts in his system. I don't care if it's a metabolite from, you know, nine months ago, 18 months ago. When he comes to here, when he comes to me and he pisses clean like the rest of us have, with nothing in our, the reason that metabolites in his system is because it was there before, mm-hmm. which means it was there before because there was a reason it was there before, and in a way, I would you know, they did the same. Sorry to keep driving down this this hole, but they did the same thing to Frank Mir. Frank Mir put out a post on Instagram saying the same thing that's very relatable for the same exact substance, which I want to read to you right now. Um, for our fight fans out there, um, I, and I think it's, I think it'll make a, a ton of sense. Um, Frank Mir, which for people that don't know, that was he was suspended for the same, um, the same metabolite, the same um, chemical in his body. He goes, and this is his post, and this was a couple of days ago. That says, uh, if you don't mind me reading it, no, go ahead. In in the spring of 2016, when the USADA representative sat in my Las Vegas kitchen. And told me that Turnaball metabolite that they said I tested positive for could only have been ingested within a window of the past several months. I proclaimed my innocence. Having never failed any drug tests throughout my career, I asked if we could go back further and test any supplements that I could have taken. But they claimed that it was both impossible and unnecessary. They were firm in their uh, assertion that there was only a recent period of several months that would warrant any consideration. Not a little more than two years later, John Jones has tested positive for the same trace of the same banned substance. And USADA has taken the position that the same low level is in fact not a new ingestion, but something that could be a result of a residual pulsing effect that could potentially stay in his system forever. Further, they are now claiming that his phenomenon, his phenomenon is something that they are seeing in, in other cases as well. This latest shift in USADA's position would seem that, to suggest that one of the two possibilities is that A, offering special attributions uh, 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 to John Jones, basically saying like we're giving in to Job Jones, right, because mm-hmm. of the financial aspects, or B, they are second-guessing the subsequent, subsequently revising the presentation of their own science. Either scenario leaves myself and a number of other fighters' careers have been similarly damaged by the past uh, testing claims wonder that say that the USADA's consistency of their test isn't reliable. Sadly, my accusation came at a time when USC's, UFC's partnership with the USADA had not been subjected to the kind of doubt and it seems to further cloud it with the new instance of convoluted circumstances. So basically Frank Muir is saying I got fucked with the same exact circumstances that John Jones is in right now. But John Jones is a goose egg and Frank Muir was not, you know, you know, Frank Muir, right? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know how you feel about that, but basically what he's saying is it ruined his last two career, his two years of his career with the UFC based off the same set of the same scenario that John Jones is going through right now. Um, so that was a 707 minutes that I just talked there. So if you want to go ahead and <laughs> I, I like to let my guests just, yeah. So anyway, just do it, the thing. I, well, I mean, to me, it's, I'm kind of, I wouldn't say passionate about it. I'm a huge fan. And when I, and when I see an organization um, basically, you know, taking their goose egg and making, uh, you know, they're, they're, help me out here. Um, they're changing the, the, the rules, essentially, to allow him to fight because they need to meet, meet their fiscal, uh, their fiscal, like, um, Fuck GT, say something. <laughs> Are you talking about like um, they need to meet their, their quota, kind of? Yeah, quota. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, I think okay. So back to the uh, uh, Gustafsson comment. I think at this Frank Mir. No, before that. Um, oh. So I don't, I don't know how old he is. I'm assuming he's close to thirty. He's our age. Yeah, thirty, okay. thirty-one. Okay, I just hit twenty-nine. So. Um, I just turned are you 30. 30? I just 30? turned 30. You're yeah. December, right? Yeah. Just turned 30, yeah. Um, so the way I look at it, a lot of these guys, so Gustafsson, he's 30. If I'm wrong, how how many fights left do you think he has? Two? Five. You think that much? Five. He's probably on a five fight deal. Okay. Including this one. Yeah. Okay. So say okay, so say he's He'll got, probably he he might be ending his contract on this fight. Looking to re-sign. Okay, so so say five. Say he has five more fights. This one being most likely his biggest, the mm-hmm. rest of his career. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming there's a good chance it is. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. You're so fucking smart. I know exactly where you're going. Okay. My, well, I, I just think at this level, for him to say, fuck it, I don't want to fight, yeah. I think it's more detrimental. Because the thing is, that these guys don't just, it's yeah. not like they're hanging out at the gym and they're like, dude, you want to fight this weekend? Like, sure. Or, and I know what you're saying, detrimental so, to his career, but I think it's detrimental to the sport. Well, I, I'll get to that. But I think for the, the fight, for him to say, I think for the, for the sport, for the good of the sport, probably to say, no, I'm not going to fight you. Right. And I'm not going to allow you guys to move the fight. We got families, people traveling, fans, whatever, blah, 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 already committed to coming to Las Vegas. From a selfish perspective of I only have three to five years left tops. God, he's 33 years but left. Think about the – Think about the. sorry, go ahead. My my thing is if it is truly that, and it's not like he was fighting – not like uh, when Jones was fighting D.C. and he pissed hot and it was no question – if this is truly something again, I, I but, for, but that's but that's where you're wrong. It was no question. Like when he pissed hot for DC this last time, the reason he only got a year and a half was because they 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 scientifically found it to be a tainted supplement. Okay, so so either case, I mean Jones has had a career right. of of right, I know where you're going. Of doing I'm that. sorry, but I, I think either. no, it's fine. I think Gustafsson, for him, for the amount of money, for all that. I don't think it's a bad idea to fight in the sense that I think he loses more than he would gain. Right. And I think, yes, is he going to gain again? This is I sel- disagree. This is selfishly. I think he, I think he would gain more to the sport, not himself by saying no. If he says no, when's his next fight? But listen, this but I'm is, just, I'm just saying from a longevity, right, right. from a standpoint of a guy that if, 
I mean, if you're fighting at the age of 30 still, you yeah. love the sport. You love the fight. DC's 39. Yeah. I mean, you, you love what you do. Right. But I'm saying, yes, there's obviously a financial aspect of it. But a lot of these guys, they're not going to fight till they're 60. They no. have a few years left. So does he give up on this opportunity where his next fight is now... And again, this is kind of a domino effect. If his next fight is four months from now, which right. which could be true, I mean, right. it could it could be May. I mean, right. it could be April. It could be yeah. So excited! So, I'm so excited to talk back to you right now. But but, <laughs> but but what I what I think is that if that happens, does he now lose? And I know it might seem small, like oh, he lost four months. Four months in a career that's only maybe five more years. Right. Could be nine. Could be two. Right. That I mean, to me, if he's already ready to go, he's been training, he's had his camp, he's gone through the whole process of getting ready for this fight, and then you're to tell him, hey, by the way, by the way, you're good, this is not going to happen, he says, okay, done, I'm going, I'm moving on, I want to fight somebody in UFC 235, let's say. But who's he going to fight? That's I don't know. So my thing is, you're fighting John Jones. Who else is there to fight? DC is DC going to fight him? That's what I'm. That's is my point. Okay. Do you back here, out? But here is I, there a guarantee you're fighting? Here DC? I go. Here I go. If he <laughs> listen, the, the ball. This, this, listen, I've served it over the net. Listen, he has way more to lose taking this fight than he does not. Right. If he doesn't take this fight because. John Jones pissed hot again, right? Which has been the the, his the saga of his career in the last few fights. He doesn't have a loss on his record, right? There's no loss on his record. Who? Gustafsson. If he says, no, I don't want this fight, that means there's no loss on his record. Correct. If he takes this fight and Jones, you Be, know, has him, which I would assume he would. Right. Which I disagree with as well. Okay. Um, then he's just fucked. Then what does he do? Who does he fight? Who does he, t- who does he fight? Top five, top ten guys and make you know a couple hundred thousand every fight and hopefully get a title shot again? This is his third title shot. He's had a shot against him, DC. Both fights are questionable as to who won the fight. Most people say he beat John Jones. Um, the safer move, in my opinion, would be for him not to take the fight. Because if he goes in and takes this fight... And he loses. Listen, if he loses this fight, and he tested hot for this metabolite, and Gustafsson starts, you know, preaching to the media that he pissed hot and he wasn't, you know, he was on steroids or whatever. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. The fight's already over. He's already got that L on his record. Mm -hmm. He's gonna fight some fucking like you know some fucking top five guy, and not be in the media, not be pro, you know, not be a profound fighter, not be. You know, top of the food chain. So I get it. So you're saying use this as leverage as leverage to get to DC. Well, not only that, but you have so much more to lose than you do to gain. If he if he wins the fight, that's great. That's all fine and dandy. But if he loses, he cannot speak a day of Jones pissing hot. He cannot speak a day of because this is his opportunity. I want to. Yes, yeah. I want to. Yeah, I, I want another title shot. He cannot. He can't. He's stuck in the mud. He's going to have to go take a beating and fight hard motherfuckers in the top five and get punched in the face and take brand trauma, you know, take damage rather than, you know, if you're going into a elite title shot against one of the best in the world, you want everything to be part of part. Now, am I saying that Jones has an advantage by this fucking tiny little amount of terminable? No, there's probably no advantage. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the way people are going to view it from the outside looking in, they're going to be like, 
Well, it doesn't matter if he loses. He can't bring that up ever again if he loses, right? You can't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, I agree. So I think there's a, there's a lot of ways to look at it, but um, but I honestly feel as if Gustafsson is going to kick his ass. In that first fight, they say Jones didn't train. They took him lightly. Gustafsson was a young kid from Sweden that came up. You know, put on a good fight. Because that was that was his, a, that was Jones' worst or hardest closest fight. defeat. Yeah. My yeah. Okay. Even more so than Jones. Uh, Gustafsson has looked unfucking touchable against when he fought Glover Teixeira lately. He pieced him up like a fucking dime bag, dude. Like <laughs> he fucked him up. I don't know, man. I'm super pumped for the fight. I think the whole thing's bullshit, and I don't. I don't think it would be a John Jones fight without a little bit of fucking controversy. Controversy. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. Of all, I think. I think. Uh, uh, I think. Um, DC beat Gustafsson fair and square. I think Gustafsson beat John Jones fair and square. I think DC is the best fighter in the world. I think he's the greatest of all time. I think he's my guy. I, I love that guy. I think he's the best fighter in the world. I think if he fought John Jones again, he'd win. I think Gustafsson. I think this is what you're going to see. This is my take. I think you're going to see Gustafsson stop John Jones round three. He's going he's gonna to knock him out. He's a superior boxer. He's a, he's a Sweden national champion boxer. I think you're going to see him... I think John Jones has got too much um, going on in his life and his head right now. I think he's going to piece him up. Round three, TKO. I think you're going to see Gustafsson, DC fight at heavyweight after this fight. If Gustafsson wins. wins. Okay. You're going to see Gustafsson fight DC at heavyweight after this. So you think he's? I think I think hands down. So so one, you think he shouldn't fight, and use as leverage to fight DC, right? But Be, exactly. If, but but if he wins, he's gonna. He's fight got DC. the ultimate leverage. Yeah. He, then, then he if he then wins, he he's beat, in control. Then he beat. Uh, in this case, a tainted John Jones yeah. again. I S- think semi. Gustafsson's only doing Jones a favor by making him relevant again by fighting him. If he said no, which he totally could. Mm-hmm. Just like anybody would. But he hasn't. And he's still fighting. No. If he says no, and just like anybody could, which he could, that would then set Gustafs. They put him in the driver's seat. It put him in DC in the driver's seat for a fight at light heavyweight or heavyweight. And then and then John Jones would be sitting back like, what the fuck? And I think that's the best move for anybody. But all 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 things aside, I think I think that Gustafson's gonna beat I think he's gonna beat John Jones, and then I think he's have leverage at 205 and heavyweight. That's my opinion. So take it as you want, motherfucker. So, <laughs> um, so so I I, I don't true I don't, true no 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 I th- I think it's good. I I, I think uh, two two things that kind of upset me about the whole thing. If anything, I'm not, I'm not you like, still got me right. No, I yeah. No, I. Oh, keep talking, talking. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, you're you're hitting twelve. Loud and clear. You're good. Yeah, you're still good. Okay, I got a cool little like system here where I can see All right, as good. you're going up good, the bar. Good, good. I don't know if you can see it, but they're like they're literally going up and down, yeah. so I can hear you. Um, but I I think this there, there's a couple things. This is 
kind of a stunt UFC pulls. Not, not that I'm saying that it's it's they're planned. Doing, it's not planned, but they haven't always done what's what I think is best for the fans slash right. whatever. It's it's very much a business. Now, do they now in this case? Do you take the and this this is exactly where I think it's going. You the UFC is gonna take money over the fans and not the fans watching pay-per-view us sitting at home watching this. They don't give a shit where we are Las Vegas. We don't, I mean, we don't care where they are. Las right. Vegas, you right, right, move right. it to the moon. We'd still be able to watch it. Right. But the people that are traveling. So do the, does UFC look at the now say what T-Mobile T- T- Mobile arena holds what? 15 to 20,000. Yep. Okay. So say out of that, Say fifteen thousand are affected, meaning they really are like they, I can't make oh, it. We're fucked. Yeah, five thousand who probably have the means just say screw it. We're just gonna change a plane ticket. We're gonna change our hotels real quick, and we're just gonna, or drive four hours, or to we're gonna that, yeah. or we're just gonna park, do a road trip, get yep. a hotel, come back. What I think the UFC does is they look at the bigger picture. People will be pissed for a couple weeks, yep. maybe. Maybe you lose a couple of those fans. But it's a better decision in the long run yeah. for them to make Absolutely. the money. At the end of the day, so it's a business decision. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's small potatoes. Exactly. Right? So it's, I, it's, I think it's not because you're you're ultimately pissed. and they know that they know that you're, you know? you're pissing off the people that go. But again, if people were driving or flying or whatever to T-Mobile Arena or the purists that are the the people that talk about this all the time and are are really into UFC, they're not just going to stop watching UFC. No. These fans that were going to go no. to T-Mobile, no, I'm not. Yeah. No offense, I'm not going to T-Mobile Arena to watch the fight. I'm not right. that. I love. I like it. I'm not that big of a fan. Anybody watching pay per view gives zero fucks. Could care right less. They, they yeah, care less. Honestly, they didn't want to see the fight canceled. The, the only people affected are the people at T-Mobile Arena for a very small amount. Their tickets guaranteed are refunded. Worst case, they have a flight or a hotel they can't refund. They're out a couple thousand. Yes, to be pissed, but. I would still fly to Las Vegas and still watch a pay-per-view but party. any other weekend, depending on who the main card is, they would just cancel it and keep it in Vegas. But, correct, correct. Yep. But they have John Jones, one of their most prolific stars, yep, I agree. on the fight card, right? It's a double standard, but they totally did it. And, and I think it. it's very unfair to the other fighters on the card, right? But as a fan, as a fanboy, fucking fanboy, bro, I don't care, you know? But, I mean... It is sad for the people that, you know, that want to go to Vegas. But anyway, you know, I don't want to go too far into it, but um, we've already gone far into it. Oh, has it been a while? No, but I don't know. I mean, there's so many ways to look at it. There's so many different strategies. If, if this card was in August, I don't think you'd see it moved. I think I you'd agree. see it rescheduled. I agree. They, but they I, think, move, I think yeah. this has something yeah, to do fair. with their fiscal nut. Fair. And, yeah. you know, I think they want to get the... Because the 30th. Exactly. Two days from now, yeah. They want to get the cash in the bank, right? So... Either way, I'm happy to see the fight go up. I don't think you can make a better fight at light heavyweight right now. You know, you know what's gonna be funny is that when people actually listen to this, if they haven't already turned it off by now, we'll uh, probably they, listen in mid January. Yeah, and it'd be like, wasn't that like a month ago? Like, what yes, it these, was. What are these motherfuckers talking about? But that's okay. Taped. <laughs> hopefully, taped. You could go back and rewatch it. Maybe we by should talk. Maybe free. we should talk about health insurance. Open enrollment. Do you, have a good, do you have a good plan? <laughs> no, I got, I got a bullshit plan, to be honest. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, all, all things aside, like, I'm a huge fan of the UFC. Um, 
you know, but I think there's other organizations like Bellator that are, are really, you know, making, more, you know, making well, up ground on the UFC, taking a lot of good fighters. Less antics. Yeah, with less bullshit. Um, but still, I mean, the predominant organization in, in mixed martial arts is the UFC. A huge fan. I love all those guys. But but the thing that, that, that concerns me with the UFC, um, and this is just small town opinion, right? But the direction they're going is all based off superstardom, right? They're looking for their next star. They're looking for the McGregor. They're looking for the Jones. They're looking for the the person that can sell that can sell pay per view. And I think that's not. And I think the direction they were going with Fox was to have fight nights that were free consecutively over every other weekend. Was the direction they want to go? Like per se, your basketball, your baseball, where you have multiple games, free entertainment. And I think that's the direction they want to go. But they don't have the correct. Uh, um, pay to fighter ratio that they do with pay to, to baseball player I, ratio. And I think that that's causing them a lot of issues as far as putting out content consistently that draws in a fan. You I, know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think... I Which think, is sad I, because I, I love it. Well, I think MMA itself, just the whole idea, put two people together, have them fight. Now, yes, like, when you know, is it is it barbaric, blah, blah, blah? Possibly, but I I think it's a the pure mixture of every fight style of fighting out Mixed there. Martial arts, which which are all legal. Last last word is art, right? Yeah, exactly. An and, and I I think watching it again, take away, don't take any big names, but two guys in that are are very well versed in MMA. I think just the idea and the fight itself. There's like a they talk about like the uh, was it the was boxing? Was it the science of boxing or something? Right. Um, I th- I think that is a hundred percent true, but yep. I think MMA has the same thing where you watch people that are, um, you know, so disciplined in so many areas, and and I think the best, like I mean, again, I'm, I'm a Connor, I'm a Connor, uh, a Connor Dick Rider. Yeah, more, 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 more <laughs> or less. Yeah, and and I think good way to put it. I I think that he. Uh, he showed now granted yes he brought it mainstream well i know like mayweather yes mayweather's but but he made the best i guess call when he basically told mayweather like if you were in a real fight i'd kill you oh yeah absolutely and it's 100% true and, that's and the what... fact and the fact that yes i i agree these guys floyd mayweather is a phenomenal boxer or if you want to call him a fighter or whatever but at the end of the day he's a boxer McGregor or any of these guys are fighters. And I think that, you know, I, I think just the pure athleticism and just the smarts and well-roundedness of yeah. these guys. It's a science, man. It, it's, it's, it's a science. It, well, it is. And I think when you talk about mainstream, like, unfortunately, they are real big on the, you know, the, the, the big name. And I think it's, and of course, I kind well, of that, that, I think you're thinking like that's society, though. I mean, that's well, it. It depends what you're looking at. It depends on the sport. I'm a big. I I've played a lot growing up, and I still love it. It's golf. Golf is the same way. Golf is about the superstar. It and and granted, yes. If if I'm a I'm a very yes. Will I watch golf on the weekends? Not as much as I used to, but yeah, sure. I'll sit down and watch. Cause I still know a lot of the players, and I still just like the sport of golf. But. When you look at the ratings and Tiger Woods, who has not been the Tiger Woods of of ten years ago, yeah, 
bring in the biggest ratings they've probably seen in five years when he yep. won. Yep. You can't tell me that they look at the superstar, the Phil versus Tagger showdown. I spent money to watch it on Thanksgiving or day after. And guess what? It was incredible from a kid that grew up in the, the yeah. you know, between 2000 and I mean, I mean, late but, 90s yeah. to 2000 yeah. or till now, I guess, following those two guys. Yeah. You're talking about superstardom. You're talking yeah. about Jordan Spieth, you know, Rory McIlroy, those guys. Now, all of a sudden, when Tiger was gone, the PGA took a massive hit. And yep. I think that's what happens with UFC, unfortunately, here's because a, here, it is such, yeah. I think it's such a cool. Here, here's a, here's a good to cut you off but here's a good comparison I, I do this a lot i'm sorry not to cut you off but to cut you off not to cut you off but i'm gonna do it like the insight you can't you can't build a star i think vince mcmahon says it best right in the wwe yeah brilliant guy brilliant in marketing mm-hmm. he can he formulated a star and he can predict the outcome golf MMA, you can't predict the outcome. You're just relying on the fact that you have somebody that's very well-versed, somebody that's very outspoken, somebody that's doing very well, but you can't like you can't formulate the outcome, right? No, you're riding so, the wave. Right. And if it ends, it ends, right? So I think that's, that's the big difference there, right? Um, a guy like McGregor, you have to be a special breed because even when McGregor's lost, he still stayed on top. You know, when he lost to Nate Diaz, he stayed on top. Still the most popular. Still most popular. And, and ex, ex, extremely, and I, I know like the vibrato, what's it called? Vibrato? You know what I'm talking about saying? Like the, 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 mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the big personality yep. nature. When he loses, I don't think there's anybody more humble than and that's, and that's And that's, and that's, and that draws more people in. But I think the biggest point we're looking at here and the point you were making with like, you know, Tiger, you can't predict the outcome of these stars. You're just riding on the hope that, they're going to continue down the path that, you know, they they are they're on, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, man, that it's tough with the UFC, and I think they they strive to kind of go after that that model. But if you don't have a star, then you're relying on the enthusiast, right? Yes. And there's only so many enthusiasts, right? You don't hit mainstream enthusiasts with them, like you can walk down the street and ask a kid that's skateboarding in the park that has no idea what UFC is. Ask him who Conor McGregor is. And he's going to be like, yeah, I know who Conor, Conor McGregor is. I know who Tiger Woods is. Mm-hmm. They don't, they've never watched a fight or a golf match or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, no disrespect. A, put, a putting comp. A putting comp. A mini golf tournament in their entire life. But they know who those people are. They're mainstream. So I think that's the point that probably both of us were just trying to get at, right? I mean, but. No, I agree. I think that's right. But yeah. I, it's it's tough, you you know the enthusiasts want to see the John Jones, the the Gustafson, right? The the mainstream wants to see fucking Conor McGregor and whoever, right? So, what do you got? What do you got? What do you what do you got? What do you got going on? You got current events? No. What? I don't, we don't do current events. You don't do current events. We can do current events. I, I don't even. Jesus, current current. <laughs> what? I don't have a chin. Oh God, I wish chin was here. You'd be good. New York Times current events. Yeah, yeah dude. No, do yeah, dude. We're doing um, current events, right? Well, well, before we get to that, because I've been meaning. Yeah, it's fucking hit. I me. honestly don't want to talk about CrossFit. Yeah, lay it on me, bro. No, I don't. But want But if you to. want to talk about Brooke Wells, I got all day. I mean, I don't. What is she doing? We just, I just get racking those Instagram followers. What is she doing Jesus. with that thing? 
You know what I hate? Okay, I'm going to just go She's off squatting on a tangent. More than I'm going to go on a tangent right now. Okay. Brooke Ends, her. Brooke Ends has like disappeared, right? Keep going. Anyway. I'll, I'll have my, my... Okay, this is my thing. I cannot fucking stand when a girl like that puts on a motivational Instagram post, but the picture is clearly of her asshole. A thirsty pick. Yeah, thirsty. Fucking dripping sweat. Like froth running out of my mouth. Like, oh, is that what little girls want to see that in, that so, inspires you? So, so this, this this will be our maybe it won't be our own thing, but I think it'll be the only thing. I mean, this is how we met was CrossFit. For you, those of you who don't know, I'm the Ryan, best CrossFitter. In Ryan used to do CrossFit. I haven't worked out in a month, so I'm getting unfit. Um, and for those of you who think CrossFit is not fitness. I really don't care. We're not I like going it. down that road. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. But so this year, I went to the the games. The games, like the yeah. actual one out in Wisconsin. It was so fun. I'm so excited for this conversation it, right it now. It was cool. I, I, I don't. Dude, wanna, I got to piss hard. I didn't want to. I got to piss like hard. Go, go, right now. Bathroom right there. Go quick. Okay. Go, go quick. Just, I'll I'll I'll, I'll run this. Keep one. the people. In. I'll, I'll run this. Is that still running? Jesus. Okay, we're back. So. In July, we went to this, or July, early August, we went to Madison, Wisconsin. Um, it really makes more sense if Ryan was here. He'll be back in about 30 seconds. But um, actually, we're going to do a tangent. We'll come back to that because I, I just feel awkward saying it to myself and not being able to uh, to talk about anything without him here because then it's just me just talking and really I can't have any feedback or play-by-play or kind of like a playoff of, of people. So um, so what we're going to do, we're going to end the podcast, maybe talking about a little bit of, of CrossFit. Um, I'm actually going to bring on some people I think, because again, that's a big part of, I've been doing that for about, God, five, six years and I like it and I kind of nerd out on it. So I'm sure I'll have some guests that will come on and we'll have more of a, a pod or CrossFit podcast bah, influence, bah, 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 bah. but for today it's just kind of something we'll brush on. But I'm so, a re- I'm a regional athlete, so so uh, there's actually a guy two years ago that looked just like you, really. And then we ended up driving home. We saw him at the gas station next. I morning. think you told me about that. Yeah, yeah it was funny. So anyway, some can't go ahead. So um, so we went to Wisconsin in early April. Went to the CrossFit Games. Phenomenal. Very cool. Saw a lot of really good athletes and well-known people within that space, and we had a good time. So. Brooke Entz was there doing the meet and greets and doing, and, and so we walked by one, she was at a booth, there was a line, safe to say 300 people long, 400 people long, to like get a picture with her or something, not a big deal, I, and, and so we, I, we had no interest in Crisscross that. Crisscross, waiting in line. No, not, no, no, nobody, and when we end up sitting down, so what happens is you buy seats. So you buy seats in what they call the Coliseum. Yep. You have your seat for the entire yeah. three days, basically, or three days. Um, so our seat was one row over from where the, the announcers were. Yeah. And she always sat right in front of them, probably like, because probably was not as, um, what's the word? Not as, uh, not, not as uh, visible to most people. Um, to be honest, I don't like her. I guess Brooke that was, that was a long, like that was a long, long like way Ends? to say back. To, I just don't. Yeah, she's probably a nice girl. I just don't like. Uh, I'm sure she uses her platform for some good. I just think there's. I, that's why I stopped following her on my, Instagram. My, I, I don't agree with my, it. My, 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 I don't. I've never have followed her. I, I think my, my biggest thing. 
No, no, yeah. I, I've linked. Um, I think I think my oh, it's a video. Okay, I th- I think my biggest. Are you sending this to Brooke? No. Oh, Brooke I'd, Gens? I'd get her on the podcast. You know, the only thing. Okay, she, she probably won't. No, 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 no. I really won't. Actually, yeah. uh, well, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Yeah, so yeah. we don't want to say anything too too uh, mean, but. Um, I my 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 thing with that. Remember, so anybody who's been in, we'll get on this later, probably with, in another topic with another guest, maybe. But when it originally started, CrossFit was very like grassroots about fitness. Grab a buddy, do fitness. No, so I'm no so fucking fanfare. happy. I'm so no, fucking happy where I'm, you're going. I'm, with a, this right I'm now. a purist when it comes to this. So no, because no, I I I've been down. I. No, no. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no fanfare. <laughs> I, I follow it just like anybody else. To be honest, I've start, I've stopped following it a little bit this year with the new rule change. I don't, I just don't, not that I don't agree with that. I just don't understand. I it. think Dave Cash was a fucking idiot. I'll argue that, but that's, that's fine. Um, so, but, but long story short, I don't, I don't know if I, the, the, the way it's gotten to now, which is, was bound to happen as money starts flooding the sport, as it becomes more popular, as Instagram has come up, it's kind of a perfect storm, which is the fitness industry. So CrossFit is basically merged into the mm-hmm. fitness industry. You are going to get the the posts online of more thirsty pics, as we will call it. You know, the, the pics that basically are put on for Sex light. sells. Exactly. Sex exactly. sells. And that comes down to it. And I think, unfortunately, yes, a Brooke Wells, a Brooke Entz, you know, attractive girls. Yeah. Um, I do think, not do not tell me for a second they're not selling but, themselves. But that, that's exactly it. Like, if you are truly selling the sport of fitness and fitness and everything yes. else to individuals. Then what, what is a then pit? There's, and, and, and if you fought, and again, this is probably for like the 3% that are still listening I'm right so now. I'm so excited. I'm trying not to jump in. Okay, the 3%. Well, let, let me finish this. The 3% that are, are still listening. If you look at, if you go to like, CrossFit.com, CrossFitTraining.com, CrossFit Affiliate, I mean the uh, Instagram pages mm-hmm. or whatever, and you follow them. If you follow Castro, if you follow, Greg doesn't really post, but if you follow the, the guys at the very echelon, Nicole Carroll, they post 99% of the time about the affiliates, about the 99.9% of people that walk through the door that are trying to... The become, people that are trying to better themselves. They're trying to better themselves. Me, you, anybody that's looking to go but, in... They're athletes, but but they're they're upper athletes, and again, and not tip even tip of the spear. And I wouldn't even say tip of the spear. You still have, I mean, you still have regular Joes that will post stuff online. I, to be honest, if you go through my Instagram, my personal Instagram account, I may have three posts ever in six years of me doing anything with fitness related movements. Um, I just don't care. I, up until this last month, so, I've worked I, out I, five I, days. I'm so ex- I'm so, I'm so happy you're bringing this up okay, because so, this, so, this is this is a pro, this so, is so a, we'll actually we'll go down a deep hole. We're we'll, we're gonna open it up, but but if you look at there's people that will post and this is my thing with the fitness industry we we all sex sells sex sells but we this is my thought unless you are a top tier athlete and this is the way I look at it if I was to watch Tom Brady I'm so happy. or LeBron James I'm so happy right okay. Now. LeBron James, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, do any of their sports? I would watch it. I follow those guys. If I I found a guy that shoots ninety in golf, cannot touch the rim in basketball, cannot throw the football over twenty yards, I don't want to see him doing those. Movements. I don't want to see him doing those activities. No. If if you are 
Matt Frazier, Rich Froning, um, Tia Claire Toomey, Scott Panchak. Scott, I, I will watch yeah. those because guess what? They are phenomenal. I can, I can whether you agree or disagree, with and Crossfit, you can and you can relate to them. They are phenomenal athletes. Right. Correct. I watch Phil Mickelson. I watch Rory McIlroy. But the moment Joe Schmo from the gym that can deadlift three hundred and or say four hundred pounds and squat three hundred pounds, I don't care that your three by three back squat is three forty five. I don't care. Now, granted, now if you are on the aspects I've had this conversation with people before, if you are in the fitness industry, meaning you are a fitness coach, meaning you want to grow your fitness um, yep. uh, clientele, yep. I think you should post that. I think 100% you should post that because that is what you're trying to sell. Right. That would be like Ryan Joe, going, Joe to look at a, yep. going to look yep. at a home and yep. posting every home he went and looked at. Nobody cares. Me on the other end, because I make money selling homes, I do post about it because it helps my business. But hey, this is Ryan. He started at 260. He's been able to crush, you know, 350, three by three. This is his progress. That's that's inspiring. I believe that's something that as a personal trainer, you would want to post to your clientele. 100%. And I even think if you're somebody that, say say somebody starts, and again, I, I, I know maybe I'm, I'm over overgeneralizing this, say you have somebody that's weighs 350 pounds and they use fitness to get down to a very healthy weight and biomarkers and everything, they eating good. If they need to use that as motivation to continue down that path, then I think it's positive. I think they mm-hmm. should. Yep. If you're somebody that is strictly doing it for the vanity purpose of it, you're not making money, you're doing it for the likes. I mean, personally, I don't care. It's your life. I really could care less. I just, I, from a standpoint of the, the upper echelon of certain aspects mm. of, I, in this case, CrossFit. I'm just waiting for you to tell me when to go ahead. I, I don't, last thing I'll say, I don't agree with posting a motivational p- a post where your ass is hanging out of, of, oh, of shorts or, you know, you're a guy. And again, the, the men are just as, as bad about this. They will do some kind of lift, some, some kind of motivational quote of them doing some, like, like, climbing into Monday and they're doing something like rope climb. I, like, I don't care about that. And I've gotten to the point where I've just followed, unfollowed, bro, disfollowed, bro, bro, unfollowed. Bro, bro, bro. So, so without going too far into it, cause we got away for originally from our original thing, but I will let you go because I know you can. No. So this has been a very, this has been a very prolific, uh, you know, topic for me in my life. Um, since I got into CrossFit. Which I mean, is what, three years ago? Yeah. Okay. So I did CrossFit for a solid three years, right? So I'm not just some guy, right? Like, I, you're not, you know, I put up a, you know, I got good numbers. I mean, we used to lift together. Like, I'm not just like some fucking guy that did burpees and sit-ups that. You're good. Yeah. No, no, not to be like. No, no, you're, you're well above average. Yeah, yeah. So what bothers me is, you know, I was following Brooke Ends and she's putting on a motivational Wednesday fucking post with her ass cheeks hanging out of like the, the shortest shorts possible talking about inspiring people or this and that. And I remember posting one time or commenting one time, what does that have to do? What does this picture have to do with, with motivating people to, to be a better athlete? Like what is like, what, what, what is this? What is this picture of you wearing the shortest shorts possible? Like basically your fucking vagina is hanging out of your shorts. What does that have to do with, with you motivating young people. What I don't understand, Galen, is 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 why does why do they have to wear shorts so shorts? I mean, what is the performance aspect? What is the performance gain of them wearing shorts 
that are so short that the bottom of their ass literally hangs out of their shorts. And not only that, like uh, Brooke Wells, Brick Unz, um, Camille, uh, you know, the best of them. Sex sells. The point of the whole fucking conversation is sex sells. No bull, uh, cross, uh, Reebok, Nike, doesn't matter. They don't want to see Brooke Wells. They don't want to see Camille. They don't want to see any of them in a t-shirt and, and normal shorts. They want to see them in a sports bra. They want to see them in, in uh, uh, compression fit shorts that are fucking six inches long. So they're assholes hanging out. Um, and I don't really understand it. Um, I think that that's taken away from the, the, the core of the sport where we focus on training and, and being a better person. I, well, I, no, I agree. And I, I think that if, if, I, they I, want, I, if they want to post, the thing is, what I think you're saying is if people, why do you have to be half naked to do CrossFit? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, no, really. Why? No, and, and, this, but, and this stems to the guys too, Galen. Well, well, like why? And you know what? I remember this specifically training with you. You never took your shirt off. You never take your shirt off. That's because I sweat more than a normal person should. So no, I, like I always a, took like my a sweat shirt rack. off. But I was never I was never up froning that but why do those guys always gotta stick there? Why was that why 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 don't uh, uh the best tennis players in the world, Agassi, fucking Johanna or whatever the fuck their names are. I don't know. <laughs> why why <laughs> Johanna. Uh no Hovajack or whatever. Why don't they take their shirts off, Jake Galen? Why don't they take their shirts off? Why don't Why don't the best um, Why don't the best uh, fo- uh, baseball players take their shirts off? They're working hard. I, I, I well, I, I think um, my, I, I guess the the issue is it's not so much that I think. And, that and, I, and hey, well, well, granted, I don't want to focus on that. Right? Well, no, but granted, like you have females that are in very good shape, many of them attractive. I have no problem with that. How is that, moti- how is that motivating? No, but this is my thing. Like, I'm fine with looking at those girls because they look great. Yeah, I'm I sure the girls are looking at the guys, which is which is totally fine. What I disagree with, you can do it, but don't use it as a motivational tool, tool to sell product. To, to sell, well, well not, not even that. It sells product, but you're indirectly trying to motivate somebody. But I think it gives a bad outlook on the sport. I, I do. This and is I th- the I, only professional sport and, where nobody wears clothes. And and I think I think it's unless you were talking about Olympic beach or like volleyball. swimming or something. Yeah, but I I think I think the I think the issue being. Is not necessarily. I think it's the fact that the way they're portraying marketing, marketing. is that it's going to get diluted a bit, because I think the and, and when I went and did the uh, the L two, it was pretty cool. I went up to Montreal. One of the guys up there, um, actually, he is the owner of uh, CrossFit uh, Louvre yep. in in Paris, yep. and super nice guy. And um, he runs basically. I would probably say he's like one of the head guys of CrossFit in France. Yep. He runs one of the biggest gyms in the world. He is actually the the, the head or coordinates and runs and is a head guy of the Paris no, French 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 Throwdown, which I believe I think it's called that French Throwdown, and he runs that event, which just became one of the CrossFit sanctioned events. So kind of you know kind of a big, big deal. deal, and. Guy took the class with us, super nice guy, spent two days with him, like so down to earth, just very polite, nice, very knowledgeable. Not and then come to find out throughout the the conversation with him, just throughout the weekend, kind of picking up or overhearing him talk and stuff. He had been on the 
CrossFit podcast with Savon and, and the actual like out in studio. Kind of like him. So I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? So I like looked at his Instagram. He's got pictures like sitting there on the campfire drinking glass or glass of wine with uh, Greg Glassman. Like yeah. legit like. Yeah, yeah, top of the food chain. Yeah, a Reebok sponsored yeah. gym. And uh, again, super nice guy. Literally talked to him like me and you for, for right. over two days worth right. of time. Yeah. And his biggest thing, and if you ever listen to him talk, is is the straight-up health aspect, meaning that these people are on the front line of of helping or defeat chronic disease. Exactly. And I think this when is I, why and, we do this. Exactly. And every time I coach, I don't I honestly could give a I could not care less what your times are. I don't care what I'm, your I'm so open happy. time yeah. was. So I don't happy. care what. I don't care what your max lift was. I don't care. Yes, if I hit a max lift and my like I beat mine, there's one movement I think I have in the gym ever, and I haven't hit that in over three years. And I don't look at that. I look at can I get to the gym? Can I work out? Now, can I get a work, good workout? At, well, that and yeah. now looking at it as being, you know, busy in life, being a father, being stuff like that. It's like. Yeah, like honestly, I just want to go in so I'm healthy, so I'm not winded when my kid, who's ten, wants to go play soccer in the yard, and I'm love that. forty, love that, and I'm sucking wind because I'm out of shape. Yeah. I don't really care what. And and the the problem with cross the problem with CrossFit, which is the problem I think with the fitness industry, is there's a lot of ego. There's people that have to prove they're better than somebody else. And what's cool about I think, and you know what creates an atmosphere like that. Is those marketing fucking things that like your well, wells, your ends, your fucking? Well, I I think it does. I think that creates. I think it does a little bit, and I think people are skewed by the idea of the sport of fitness versus fitness in general for health. And I think the fitness and health aspect of it. I'm when I coach at the gym. My main goal is: can I see a member who's been at our gym progress for progress, but say a year into it. All of a sudden, they have that aha moment of, oh, oh I got it. okay, yeah. now I really understand the movement. Right. Now I really am adding weight. Maybe I got over a mental barrier where I didn't want to add weight, but I did, and then I blew through it, and now I'm that much better at the movement yeah. or, or lift or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If a person all of a sudden comes to me and is like, huh, I lifted X, you did, your form was very questionable, and honestly, like... You prob that wasn't what we were asking for you to do. Um, you know, probably a little bit above and beyond, and you went a little bit out of where we would think of safety zone would be, and it's it, you know a whole host of reasons why I don't think it's Funny probably story. probably something that you'd want to brag about. But I think the person that looks you know comes in and all of a sudden they're like, man, I I never did a pull up before, and I did a pull up. I fucking got it now. Got what? No, like uh, to your story, like I fucking got a pull up now. Like I've done it. I've never done one before. Now I've done it. Is that where you're going with that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought you in general, but yeah, oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think the people that all of a sudden, or and I know it sounds crazy, a box jump. Yeah. There's people that come to the yeah. gym cannot do a Absolutely. box jump, and that's fine. But a year into it, all of a sudden they're jumping up and they're like, and then two years later doing box jumps like it's not even a deal. And I'm like, you just went from a position where you couldn't jump up. Eight inches. Now you're that, jumping up twenty inches, dude, dude, and that, and now you're doing it for multiple reps. And now you're doing it, and then guess what you're doing? You're going out and running and half I a mile I, and coming I, back I, in and doing a bunch yeah, of other stuff. And I think the way that they portray CrossFit on TV, on the internet, doesn't give a good portrayal of the way that it really what it really means. Well, and I'll be honest. You know, funny story. When I first started CrossFit and you were a coach, I didn't like you. Yeah, I didn't like you. Honestly, I did not because I didn't think you liked me. Fair. 
No, I didn't think you liked me because I, I was all gung ho about being fuck because I'm very competitive spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just flat out did not like the way that you coached. And that was, and I say that, and that was GT. That was the Three first years month. Ago. Like that was a month. Right. And then after a month of warming up to you, like we became friends. But at first I was like, because I want to take off and be like, I want to go higher and higher. This guy. And I'm like, I thought, uh, I didn't think you liked me. And I didn't, so I didn't like you. And I, but, uh, and then once I grasped the whole concept of it, right, of what you were trying to do by, and you hit the nail on the head when you just said you, you would rather see somebody like continually progress slowly rather than someone that just wanted to, you know, you know, hit the high mark and be proud of it. You settled me in a way, right? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I, you settled me into like, that's not what it's all about. Because I was like, oh, well, look what I can snatch, right? Or, but you, you humbled me, I guess, in a sense. So, well, I, I th- and I think people that. I didn't mean to like be. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think what people have to. F- it helped me. Yeah. What I think people really have to understand when they do anything like that, especially fitness, where I should say what we're doing. Like, if you're a big, strong dude. And, uh, you know, if you're a big, strong dude and for some reason you come into the gym and you crush all the heavy or you go to a powerlifting gym or whatever and you're, you're very strong, that's great. And, and if that's what you like, perfect. Um, when you come into the CrossFit space and you get to the point where now you're asked to do as a big, strong lifter, okay, now you got to run. Now you do body weight. Yep. Now you got to do condition or more like uh, conditioning pieces. A whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. And the, the beauty of it is you take somebody that is very good at whatever their, their field is or background is, whether it be lifting, whether it be running, whether it be gymnastics, you are going to find something you are bad at. Absolutely. Something that will humble you, something that will, will um, you know, make you... I, I guess strive to be better. Now, what I really find that is positive about CrossFit, name one person at CrossFit, one person that sticks around at CrossFit, I should say, that is like weak minded. There's not many. No such thing. Yeah. Because most people, if you are, you will be you will be um you will be sifted out very quickly. Oh, you absolutely. will not last. You will be exposed. Well, you'll be exposed, but it's not everybody's gonna be exposed. You could be a phenomenal you could we've had division one athletes come into the gym can't do a basic squat can't do pull-ups and and, they and were, that's not because and, they've never learned how to do it no it, you know but, but it, it, it's the idea of like when you're talking about an overall realm of fitness you as say a division one athlete you are phenomenal in whatever your sport was your realm Yep, and if that means more running, more lifting, more whatever, whether that's hand-eye like coordination, you were explosiveness. Whether you were so yeah. far off the charts at that that you got to the Division One level, which is a very, very, very small percentage of the population. One percenter. Now CrossFit is not trying to find the best football player, yeah, the best try- soccer and they're player. They're not trying to find the weaknesses either. They're- no, they're they're trying to prepare you for everything that you can do. So it's like great, you can you can lift. You can you have a six hundred pound back squat, phenomenal. Five hundred pound back squat, phenomenal. Seven fifty. But you have a t- <laughs> kidding for some no, for some Ryan Inge McNeils. But if but <laughs> but then you have a thirteen minute mile, yeah. like or that's great. That's like 
your lifting's great, but you can't you can't run. Then you have a person that's like, I got a five minute mile. Great, you can't lift over a hundred pounds. Like, there's a certain point where it's like, how effective are you as a as a human, as right. a biological human being, if you can't do everything? Now, are my lifts stronger than a lot of people around the area? Yes. Most people, yeah. but when you come into like the powerlifting realm, no, I'd be no, at the not bottom. Close. I'd be at the bottom. If you had me go, but if you had me go enter a 5K, I would beat everybody from the powerlifting mm-hmm. community. Yep. If I go, if I go with all the runners to lift, I would outlift them all. That is such a unique perspective that I've never really, uh, I've never, never really grasped before. The way that you're, you're outlining that, as far as like, yeah, trying to be well rounded. I mean, no, it's very, it's a very, because I never. I never thought of it that way because I look back at, I feel like the peak of my physical fitness was when I was doing CrossFit here and I never really, I never really looked at it in that, in that manner. Right. But I was, I was probably, if I would have ran a 5k, you're right. I was probably, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You're enlightening me. But, but if I've been doing this for a while now, so that's, but I mean, you got to look at it from, a standpoint of trying to improve a person fully, not trying to improve a person in one aspect, not trying to make them a better runner. If you want to be a better runner, going to a CrossFit gym is the wrong place to go because you will get better running by going to someone that's a running coach. Yes. If you want to lift, go to a power. Now, yes, you could do the power lifting at us. My guess is you're probably going to have bigger, stronger guys that or girls that will be able to show you or you have more access to do what you want to do to be able to deadlift 700 pounds, 600 right. pounds. Right. You're not going to be able to deadlift. I'm not saying you're not going to be able to. You're more likely to deadlift 500 at our gym and run a sub six minute mile. Right. You will not do that at any other gym in the area. If you do, you are an absolute freak. And if you are doing that at another gym, if you come to ours, you will only improve. Mm-hmm. But I think the benefit of CrossFit is not the the games athletes, even though that's what sells, that's the tickets, that's the, 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 you know, I don't don't think that I don't, I don't, and this is, uh, maybe we'll disagree on this. I don't think the professional CrossFit athletes and the game sells. I don't think that's what sells. I don't think that that's what sells, uh, memberships. I, I, I I think that very, it depends. I think, I think the enthusiast buys off of the games, but I think, you're telling me, you know, you look at fucking well, well, well mer- merchandise and products are for the games. Yeah, but like you're, you're not like buying. You're not no, buying. I'm saying to get new members in CrossFit. I don't think that it's gained by the games. Like you look at no, well, uh, some of our some of our members at CrossFit Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. You think that they're going home and religiously watching the games, and that's how they got into it. No, they just want a good workout that they don't have to think about. And I think and they it, come in and they leave. I, you know, I, I think it's getting to that point. But if we take, I don't think personally, I don't think the games, myself, and I'm sure there's numbers behind this, but I don't think the games themselves, and and I think there's a reason why it hasn't hit like network television, and, and it has in some aspects. Well, right? I mean, CBS, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And ESPN, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that drives. That drives memberships at all. And I, well, that's my opinion. And, and it might change. I, think I, it's all I, will, word I will tell you, no, May 2011, I've heard of CrossFit, May 2011. So we're talking eight years ago now, close to eight years ago. It's I not since that was eight years ago. Yeah. I went, looked, I know, we'll get into that in, later. Um, just time frame of like how fast time has gone in the last 10 years. But... 
I found out about it. I remember exactly where it was. I remember who told me about it. I remember going that night to look at it. Yep. Looking at the first day, it was five by five deadlift. Me, who was kind of like just kind of tiptoeing into the weightlifting realm, like anybody said, that's it. Like, that's all we're doing. Next day was like Helen, you know, you know, and and I won't get too much in all this stuff, but, and I'm looking at it like, this doesn't, this is kind of dumb. Never did it. So fast forward six months, October, November in the fall, I happened to stumble. I was out at a real estate conference in California. I happened to stumble on YouTube behind the scenes of the 2011 games. It was probably a six-part series, probably an hour each. I had a down day where I just kind of hanging on the hotel room. I watched all six episodes. So I watched six hours of this. My thought after watching it was these guys are freaks. Freaks. And I always wanted to work out like I did playing sports because that was always the best physically that I felt. Not doing sets and reps and stuff. You get pushed. You're but, pushed. But yeah, like the actual physical athletic aspect of fitness. So I started, and still, this is after watching that and being like, Dude, this is pretty cool. It wasn't until like another month to two months later that I even dabbled in it. Yeah. Then 2012, I did it throughout the year. Up here? Yep, out of my parents' basement. And uh, the ceilings were like six and a half feet. Couldn't lift overhead. And like I, I squatted, deadlift, did a lot of burpees, like things like that I could do. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to... No, no, I'm interested. But, but, well, okay. So, I mean, take... take um, Take Elizabeth, squat cleans and dips. My dips were hanging on a pull-up bar up in my room. I my squat bar or my bar was down in the basement. I would do the fifteen squat cleans. I would run up two flights of stairs, do twenty-one dips or sorry, twenty-one, twenty-one. Run back down, fifteen squat cleans. Run up the stairs, fifteen. So I mean, as you can see, like it was very much yeah, yeah, grassroots. Didn't have anything. My first wall ball was a basketball yeah. I filled with sand to twenty pounds and duct taped yep. it. And sand yeah. gets in your eyes as it comes down. Yep. I did it for twelve. I did it for a year, and early two thousand thirteen was when I met John. Yep. And or actually talked to John. I, I talked to John on the phone before I ever met him, and we met through him. Um, How'd that go? Yeah, mutual well, friend. we uh, and John's John. Yeah, yeah. Well, we uh, we work out and uh, yeah. Do you think it'll be good? You know, so it's yeah. uh, usually on Tuesdays. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you, you know, John, John, uh, John, John Morris. I love, you. John, I love you, John Morris. Picking on John Morris, <laughs> uh, the owner of CrossFit Plattsburgh. Great, yeah. great, great guy. Great, love yeah, him like a brother. Good, good, good friend. Um, so John contact. I mean, contact, we talked in probably February, uh, January, February, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Gym opened in. I think we ended up opening in April 2013. I still have photos on my phone of the gym before it was the gym. I remember I started I I came in right before they knocked that wall out. Okay, so that was 15. Yeah, so that was a little bit later. So I mean, I remember pulling you know, I, I, I remember I, I, unboxing I, the original equipment. I remember I, working out with no mats on the floor. So. I'll be honest with you, man, like sometimes um not to go too deep on CrossFit Plattsburgh, but I get emotional sometimes thinking about the gym and how far it brought me and how sad I was when I left. Um, uh, fuck. I mean, there's more to, well, there's more to CrossFit than just CrossFit. Well, it, I think if you want to go down that realm and I don't, well, the, the, <laughs> no, 
Well, the the number one thing of CrossFit, and I will tell this to anybody, like physically, yes, great. But at the end of the day, the biggest benefit of CrossFit, and I, I don't care who wants to argue this, this is 100% true, is the community aspect of CrossFit. I mean, you guys are my family. I mean, well, that's the know? thing. I mean, if people... For, we, pe- for people that don't know, like I moved here from, uh, you know, our, you know, a different part of the, the state, let alone country, and uh, found this family of CrossFit athletes. I crossed the Plattsburgh and they became my family for three years. And it was, you know, it's not just, it's not just, you know, working out. It's, it's the stuff on the weekend. It's the parties, it's the birthday parties, it's the volleyball, it's the, the trips, it's the, and when you leave that or when you lose that, it's more than you, you know, you and me wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for that. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I've met some lifelong friends and I think, I think the the like I said, the biggest aspect of, it, especially for a lot of people that get into it, is take take somebody that's going to the five thirty a.m. class. I don't care who you are in the winter, five thirty when it's dark out, it's tough to get up and go to the gym. Fucking right. But yeah. it's much easier to get up and go to the gym when you know that you got you, your boys. You have a crew. Yeah. You have a crew that's going. You yeah. know they go. You know they're going every day. You know they're going every day because they know you're going to go every right, day. Exactly. You're doing it together. And it keeps that accountability. I think, so that 100%, I think, is is the number one thing of reason why it's positive. Right. But I also believe the fact that how many people come into the gym very socially, not very social, meaning very introverted. Very much so. How many people come into the gym? And they totally release. Well, well, yeah, but how many people come to the gym, have a lot of reservations, have a lot of skepticism about their own abilities, have a lot of... um, Insecureness. Insecure, that's the word I'm looking for. Insecurities. You know, I don't want to work out in front of somebody. What are they going to say? I'm weak. I can't do a pull-up, blah, blah, blah. All these bullshit excuses that we hear... Does not matter. Nobody, but nobody gives a f- nobody cares. Fuck. Nobody like, cares. Yeah. Best athlete in the gym, worst worst athlete in the gym. If you want to call them whatever you want to label it as, nobody cares. Nobody cares if you do a pull up. I couldn't do a pull up when I started working out. Now I I can do quite a bit. I can fucking do a hundred now. I can, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> Less I, I, re- I remember struggling to clean what would now be fifty percent of my my lifetime one rep max. I, I remember doing that. I remember the day I passed a 200-pound clean, like literally bottomed out, could barely get up. Dude, you, now, knew, you knew Now me. it's like, oh, that's Dude, actually you, a pretty yeah. easy, like, I could do that easily. Dude, I mean, you knew me when I started? Yeah. Like, it, But I, I think that people look at, and I always tell people, new people, I'm like, today's day one. Are we, cutting, said, a, are we cutting a promo right now? There we go. I'm just plugging. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, plugging, the, I'm, plugging, I'm on the same I'm, page. I'm plugging CrossFit Plasberg. Um, but I think, I think, um, didn't we just talk about them not going into the CrossFit? We just went. We've we've gone deep into this. Yeah. But no, okay. but it's dude, all good. No, 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 no. But this is that. how we this is how we met. So I think that I think that's no, fair. but that no, but it's so it's so big. Like and and we can cap it off probably. But you know, going along with what you said is, you know, anytime I tell anybody, you know, I work out or I do CrossFit. At first, I used to have a little bit of shame when I'd say I do CrossFit because then it would turn into a discussion as to why I do CrossFit or why I'm in this call or why, you know, but then it turned into like me being proud of like, you know, this is what I do. This is how I work out. I do CrossFit. It's, it's metabolic conditioning. It's Ollie lifting. 
you know, it's everything combined into one package that I don't have to worry about when I get done work at night. Mm-hmm. I go there, I do the workout, I leave. Turns out maybe sometimes I got pretty good at some parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was proud of that. And and I think that that's the big part that people need to let go is that they, they have a stereotype behind CrossFit. And, and it saddens me to know that, you know, sometimes the people that do CrossFit don't stand up for their own their own belief in CrossFit. It's like, you know what? Anytime that I hear somebody talking like negatively about CrossFit or I'm trying to explain the benefits of it, I get defensive because I'm passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I really think that it's very healthy for some people. And, and I think that it drives a very good motive, not only at home, but, you know, at work and your daily act. You know, if you're healthy and you're happy and you're doing good things, like you're going to be a better person in general. Right. You know, I was never a better person than I was when you guys were motivating me at the gym. Did I ever think that I would put 265 pounds above my head when I started working? Did shout, you? Shout out 265. Hashtag. Clean and jerk. <laughs> it happened. Stress. It happened. I have it on video. It was a clean and jerk. But anyway, yeah, no, seriously. Like, oh, no, I, I think that I think there's a lot of merit to that. And we're agreeing. Yeah. 100%. I mean. But I really did 265. Clean and jerk. I might have been there. No, I think you were. Um, so, um, no, but I think, I think that's it. The community aspect, I think, um, yeah. like I said, I don't, I don't like the, uh, you know, to say like, what's the word, like a negative thing. I, I think that it's all positive. I think any movement's positive, whether you're doing if you're just CrossFit, moving. powerless lifting, running. I mean, I, am I very biased to CrossFit? Cause I think it incorporates everything and makes you the most well-rounded. I think, 100%, I think we are because but, we, we, we do it all the time, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you're like, if you like running, if you like, count those plates, how, 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 count those plates. How smooth is that jerk? Tell me how good, good that jerk it was. Good, actually. Actually, to give Ryan credit, he was, I think, the best. If, if anybody knows the movements I'm talking about, of a clean and jerk, he, I think, believe had the quickest jerk is. in the clean, clean, the quickest jerk in the gym. Um, wow, that looks good. It was good. So actually, two five five. So not two six five. You know what? Chris Cross beat me that day. Two six five. No, it's two fifty five. Really? Chris Cross did two six. Mine's heavier than yours. What's yours? Sixty-five. That must have been after I left because you were lifting with you. You, me, and Chris were going back to back that day. Yeah, I, Chris. I I'm sorry, Chris, if you're listening to this. Your your jerk is the most sloppiest jerk I've ever seen in my entire life. Big guy. You know, he's not that big. What are you he, talking he's got, about? He's, he, he. I'm the same size as him. He's Galen? he's got a strong no no no, no no I'm saying no I'm, I'm how, how shitty I'm, is his jerk no I'm critiquing his jerk he he's he's got to be quicker dropping under the jerk his jerk's horrible because he catches it with semi horrible sem well I would say horrible but I mean it's not horrible <laughs> he's so, a lot he he 100 relies on his strength for that jerk well, yes there's a lot of strength where I think a little bit of cleanup mm. in the technique would would easily lift more I've done 275 jerk off the rack before. But I, I couldn't clean it. Oh, true. I do. Yes. I do remember that. So I was going to say, because yours yeah. was heavier than mine. But um, I, me being a smaller guy, have to re- rely on technique you're, over strength. You're, yeah, not to blow you, but you're a very, you're full, uh, your ollie lifting techniques are spot on. Every movement you do is fucking precise. And yeah, I learned a lot from well, you. Like, well, well I, I'm going to preface that with used to. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like Used I learned, to. I learned a lot from you. As far like I didn't oh. learn how to jerk from Chris. That's for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, 
I mean, not to talk shit on Chris. John's very strong too. Like as far as like those movements. Jo- John is the the from a strength to size ratio. John will beat anybody in the area yeah. by far. Stud. I, I would be shocked if somebody beats him. But that's just me. Um, so what do, you, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got going on? Uh, what what's going on in the world right now? What do you want to talk about? Current events. Event. What I actually do want to touch got, on, Jen? we got to get done CrossFit. Ooh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to bring someone on. That yeah, we've buried, nerd we've out buried that hatchet. But um, so I, I what do I, CrossFit. What are the co- <laughs> couple things besides? <laughs> can you get guest of the year if I publish it next year? Or it would have to last the whole year. Oh, dude! If you think for a second, you, you got, you're going to have a better guest. If, if you think for a second, you're going to have a better guest than me. Tickle this nickel, daddy. This is pure gasoline, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, like, I find it hard to believe that there'd be somebody that'd come on this podcast that would be more well-rounded as a human being, or hilarious, or, you know, just all-around fucking great. In, in, in the Good w- luck. In the words of... Who are you going to have? Chris- who, who, who are you going to have? In the words of Crystalia. Who are you going to have? Didn't You're going to make a dent. Didn't leave a dent. <laughs> didn't leave a dent. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be respectful. Be respectful. <laughs> who, who, who's your next guy? Who you got coming on this motherfucker? I mean, I got Megan and Matt right now. So you're up against two. Who's the... Who's I, the I, I, I don't want to... I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't, wanna, I don't wanna, I mean, honestly, who cares? Because by the time this actually posts, they're going to already be done the podcast. But um, I only have one more person lined up yet. I usually do it weekly. I really don't know who I'm going to do this. I, I, to give everybody an I just idea. Want you, I just want you to know that. I, just I, want I you, hope hey, that hey, by hey, a post this, hey, I have hey, like five hey, or six. Hey, 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 hey. 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 Just make it done. Just hey, make it. listen. I honestly think that, you know, if you and me did this podcast weekly, crush. Crush. We would crush it. We get a producer. We get the fucking, we fine tooth coma. Dude, we're on fire. I'm going to... We can make money off this. So, so I, I, I think because right, yeah, right. I mean, we're, literally right now. Anybody that needs, um, uh, we're, we're place open, to dump money in sponsorships. We're open to sponsorship right now. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is, if you want to make tenfold on what you're making right now, if you want to better yourself as a human being in a business, you're gonna jump on this podcast right now and you're gonna say, "That's the easiest money I've ever made." I mean, if you want to reach ten people. <laughs> I mean, really if reach. If you wanted to easily reach out to 37 people. I mean, over, like, over three episodes. <laughs> you'd be like, wow, right? GT, they got a thing going. They got a thing going, man. Well, I. I so if. It shouldn't if, be long now, so, GT. So shouldn't I, be long now. Wait, is that a request for money? Dude, I'm just saying it's not long before we take over the podcast world. Well, well, this is a great preface. So this is actually Ryan and I's second podcast. Our first podcast came around Fourth of July. What two years ago? A couple years ago, yeah. Right, I think it's yeah. two. I think it was How much two. Put, I think I. Well, I still have it on my phone. I think because you sent it to me. I think I made seven thousand dollars off that. Oh, I didn't see any of that, but that's that's cool. Well, it was proprietary. Right? Okay, I mean, as, as long as it but got. I think you, it was about seven grand. That as I long as it got that, you the. You know, if you know our special listeners out there, if you want to pay an extra nine ninety five for this podcast, we'll give you special. Have you ever heard of Patreon? We'll give you a shirt. You go to GT's Patreon page and you donate money, 
You'll get that bonus material from 4th of July 2016. Honestly, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I just want you to know none of that exists, but it sounded good. It may. Patreon. Tune um, in. But, but our first ever podcast, which was back in 4th of July, probably 4th of July night, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, 2016. We did a podcast on I, um, Fern Lake at the yeah. annual Cross of Palooza. And probably about a half hour around the campfire, some beers, some cigars. And it was funny. Pure America. You know, if we got our special it, it guest was good. in here. It was good. The uh, cab driver. No, I, no, no, no. Telemarketer. Telemarketer. I Tom Rogers. We, uh, Tom Rogers. We would, uh, I think we'd gain a few more fans. But moral of the story is that I think that a little uh, elbow grease, we could turn this into a... A little fine tuning. A little fine tuning. A little, little fine tuning. We could get this to be. Yeah, gotta whip my beak. Gotta, gotta, gotta whip my beak a little bit. You say I get my hands in on that. I gotta move around a little. Gotta move. I gotta move around. Gotta move around. But no, um, I think overall, what people in the North Country are dying for is a little bit of humor, a little bit of current, current event. A little bit of opinion, a little bit of justification, a little bit of Korean barbecue, a little bit of a little bit of sushi, a little bit of Korean barbecue. Overall, I just think the people around here deserve a couple hometown heroes, and I think that rests in our laps. GT, I think I'm going to quit my job tomorrow, and uh, this is going to be our full time. Can't wait to find Ryan housing <laughs> to move back up. To do a podcast that we know has a very small chance of taking off, but may. Actually, there's you know, a chance. I'm confident. I think that... So you're telling me there's a chance. If we had a weekly podcast, my friend, based on nothing in particular... Did I say current events? That's exactly what that says. Okay. Oh, did you, you didn't get that pushed over to the producer that doesn't I, exist? I, I couldn't read that part. Sorry, keep going. Who would be a good producer? From the gym. Tom, Tom Hurwitz. Thomas. Hurwitz. Hurwitz. That guy knows microphones. Bro. He knows kids and microphones. Bro. Did you see him when you were up here? Uh, who's that? Hurwitz? Yeah. Uh, you talking about the kidney doctor, Kirk Hurwitz? The only one you know. Yeah. The one I'm calling right now to get live on the podcast? Really? Yeah. Is he on? Are you FaceTiming or just calling? I'm calling him. Like, dude, what's up? How's it going? Hold on, hold on. He's not here yet. Hold on. He's a doctor of the minds. I, actually, he's a kidney doctor. Great guy. Very well rounded, right? Uh, like, yeah. It, so, hey, yeah. Some say the best. Some say <laughs> the best. The best kidney doctor this side of the Mississippi. But I mean, he didn't answer, by the way. But, but he's a musician, father, kidney doctor. Hot tub enthusiast, um, <laughs> very well, well, well versed in like computer, not computer science, like um, programming. Just all around smart guy. Like if I said Craig, great dude, Craig. There's a brick wall next to me right now. He'd be like, you break with his foot. Oh, he'd he go, he'd feel it, and he'd be like, oh, that's a seven sixteenths compound. Oh, that's a more, but, of, that, that's more of a Louisiana yeah, compound, but. I can still crack it because I do karate. Exactly. And he probably he could, would still to be punch honest. a hole through that wall. Anyway, so long story short, we need a producer. 
So we're calling out to the seven people listening to this. So, so uh, okay, keep going. No, no, that's fine. Just cut me off. <laughs> just not, not to cut just you off. No, 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 no. I cut him off every other seven seconds. Um, we got potential here. I see it. I see it. Well, I think I think what I need before I need a producer <laughs> is money. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Before that, go ahead. Patreon this, account. Uh, no, GT. no, no. Before that, this podcast does not have a name yet. Yeah, but you need like a long term. You can't. You need like a long term guest. To, I. Oh, I, I know you said that. You said I don't that. have one. But my, now, now this is this is the marketer brander in me. I just want the Galen Trombley show. I've been told um, I cannot do the Galen Trombley experience because that is a playoff for Joe Rogan. You which, cannot. Which I don't care, but whatever. And then I've heard of just the Galen show. No. But I think the GT show. Trombley trifecta. No, I don't want. No, no, no. It's got to be like. Personal. I want it. I want it. Trombley trifecta. No, because there's only two of us. There's, only, there's me and a guest. Yeah, but that sounds pretty cool. Oh, I need two guests. I've yet to have a three guest podcast, which is going to blow my mind because I got to figure out how to maneuver this whole thing. I'm not going to lie. This whole thing has excited me so much. I can't. I can't wait. So I'm probably off screen right now. Am I, I, I want to know right now. Out of three, am I, am I on top of the? Am I number one podcast so far? You're doing well. I, I don't want to say because it's different. No, no, no. no. I need. I don't want. I need a fucking don't, answer. Don't, don't be disrespectful. Don't be that guy. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want you to disrespect. So, so Matt, Matthew Craig was guest one. Matt is now, I think, on episode eight or nine. I of, don't give a fuck of Craigcast. I want to know how good Matt I'm was. Doing. A fighter, actually, you would enjoy. Matt would be all into. You mean Craig? Craig has a podcast. Craigcast, buddy of mine, good guy. Second. Whoa. Sorry, keep going. Am I winning or not? You're in the top three. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, you're, do- you're doing well. I-, I think it's different because Matt's was more of a discussion. Um, honestly. But I mean, what the people want, GT. Think about what the people what want. What the people want is a little more Ryan Andrew McNeil. Exactly. Um, exactly. Do you know? You know. So, that- so, guys, whenever Ryan visits, which honestly give me the, be 2021. Give me, give, me the, give me the strap. I mean, could, well, I mean, the next time you could be on, we could be twenty twenty one. This show, I, maybe, I will, I will fly back here for this fucking. This, show. this, if this, I need to be take the well, strap well, home, I will fly back. Well, the to thing this is, show. you would probably have to fly here because I am so uneducated in how to. Galen, edit when, when am I coming back? I will fly here. Can I? But what happens if I Skype you? In? Which wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't it be the same. Just if let I Skyped me know you when. No, I, I, no, no, no. Listen. Listen, we don't just... Whenever do- you go visit Rick, is that your father? Yeah. We don't just do this for fun. We don't just do this for fun, bro. That's what we make a living. No, listen. Next time I come back, I will come back and... Uh, I'll be back up here actually in March. Really? Yep. I have a bachelor party I got to go to in uh, Lake Placid. You're invited to if you want to come. Who is it? Uh, I don't tell me. We'll talk after. Regardless. We don't invite um, too many. I will be back here for this podcast. Yeah, we'll do a repeat. Maybe we could do a mobile podcast, mobile, on a white face. No, I'd rather do in... Oh, I mean, bring, I can bring this. Yeah. I can bring this with just the mics, no stand. Yes. You can do straight up. Yes. Old school. OG. Yeah, we can do that. Actually, that's not OG. That's just normal. Anyway, regardless. That's 2016. If if I'm not clearly the best podcaster you've had on this fucking up, that this show, this unnamed show you speak of, I don't want any part of it. Make it if I'm dead. not making a dent... <laughs> Make a dent. 
I want nothing came, to do. I want. Just came here to move around. I don't. I'm not here to move around. I'm not here to move around. I'm here to make a dent. You see these fists? <laughs> hey, brother. Listen, I'm extremely happy you've had me on this podcast. I'm happy. Are you, are you signing us out? No, I'm not. Oh, do you have a place to go tonight? Or will we just? Oh like, yeah, I got I got peeps. Okay. Tip, typical Ryan Andrew McNeil. Always but got a I place want, to go. I want you to know that uh, this has been a great experience. I've enjoyed it significantly. So you'll come back on in March. Well, being the number one podcast host, being or, guest, uh, of, guest the year. of the year, I have to come. Well, back. honestly, like March. I mean, I I don't know why I just thought March was a long time away. That's in three months. Yeah, I'll be here in March. So oh, okay. So I will make a drive so here. To do this most podcast. likely will be the the first repeat. Will be the first repeat long form guest because I'm doing something with my business that might have a guest that's more frequent. Oh yeah, some Are some, you just some, some oh. might say more local, but from a long form like guest guest probably not because she's gonna be kind of a co host at times. Yeah, so some, I think, some may say I think there's I I just want you people to know out there to stay tuned because I think there's a. Uh, Basically, subscribe. There's some good things coming. I think you need to. Can subscribe. you subscribe? How do you do it? Podcast. You subscribe to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. You, you put, don't like podcasts. No, I mean, you, you love podcasts, but you or do you just download the, the downloads count. But honestly, don't know where it is. I just um, think that if you guys want to see us rise to the level of you know the king and the sting, the fighter and the kid, your mom's house, Joe experience. Go subscribe because uh, I think there's some good things coming. Uh, Galen's very uh, a very well respected person in this community, and I could do nothing but bring him down. And I think that that's what's Congra- gonna happen. Congratulations! Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm officially. Done. I think the more we go forward, the more R-rated we can get. Um, so yeah, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Casper mattresses. <laughs> MeUndies. MeUndies. Uh, so go ahead and order MeUndies. Well, actually, I will give you this. I mean, you are the longest podcast we've had on so far. So that that gives you a little notch. Um, on, on I the, honestly could keep going. On I the belt. I mean, we could tickle the nickel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, pure gasoline. I think this actual video is not cut out yet today, which, which for everybody that if you, stuck, daddy. if you gasoline, daddy. If you stuck, <laughs> if you stuck, if you stuck, the rat is back. Okay. <laughs> if if you've stuck with us to this point, um, or if watched two and then have noticed that this the screen is not of course cut out, they have. this is a big deal. For I all two hundred that started this podcast and are still with us. Yeah. But um anything else we should talk about as we're uh Man, you know, I don't I mean really, you can keep going. Is there any other topic you I don't really have about? anything I wanna like I mean really this, this this is your this is your uh your platform right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't really have anything pr- um that I want to talk about specifically. I would love to push the fact that uh, I think everybody should get their animals spayed and neutered. I think that's huge. That's that's great. Um, Drew Carey just doesn't say it for I money. Know, I know. Bob it's Barker, a fact. Bob Barker, though? You think they just do it for fun? No. Bob Cats Barker and dogs need to be neutered. And it's what else? science. Bob Barker was never, or um, Drew Carey was never on Happy Gilmore. Either way. Well, guys, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, if you got a dog, cut its fucking nuts off. If you got a cat, cut it out its sphincter. Help control the pet population. Yeah. If Unless unless you just care about free-roaming animals, then fine. Whatever. But that's all I got. Kalen, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it, man. 
Yeah, I appreciate you coming in um, again. I drove 107 hours to get here. Um, because he didn't like the coach seats that I bought him. But it's yeah, okay. Well, whatever. He got a shirt at it. I mean, who wants to ride a Greyhound oh, from and, fucking Texas? And, and also, this is a um, a plug for for Kavanaugh Realty. We just came out with brand new um, logo for going forward, starting 2019 till forever, until I get bored again and rebrand. But it won't be for yeah. a while. Um, so, so it's me and. Um, hopefully you've seen us on social media and you continue to see us on all over the place. And if you see us, if you see me, say hi. If you see Ryan, say bye. I'm actually another thing. I'm actually rubbing a or running a rubbing. I'm actually I'm running an illegal game. I'm actually ring. running a subcontracted intern program for the company. So for Kavanaugh, or for, for Kavanaugh, um, I have one lined up for the 2019. <laughs> <laughs> semester so, so um, um but it's a, it's a subcontracted company we do good things we we put people in homes we put we put people to work we put <laughs> for credit all um, right, i'm all good so, I, that's all i got okay so um i think that's good i want to thank ryan andrew mcneil formerly that's known it, as that's Ram, it baby formerly known as got ryan that gasoline <laughs> got that gasoline um all right. Thank you, uh, everybody who's listening. Um, hopefully, we get this up and running and you can hear it in its entirety and see it you on have YouTube. You should UK listeners in 2021. <laughs> and if this ever makes it across the border to yeah. Canada. And you people in Russia, uh, we got a release date of 2026. Um, <laughs> February 2026. Stay tuned. <laughs> Coming to the Kremlin near you. Um, but, but thank you, folks. Um, we appreciate it. Ryan and Andrew McNeil, thank you for making up here. Um, this is the unnamed Galen Trombley Show Experience Podcast. Love you guys. We out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. <laughs> <laughs>